Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin, episode 34, um, which is about as old as we all feel um, since we started the podcast. We may not be that age yet, but we feel like we're getting there. Um, and <laughs> so, uh, You know what? Scary, Jack. Like, I'm not, we're not, not too far. Not, not, far. Not, not a million miles away, is it? Which is really scary. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway... Uh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, we're back and uh, let's just get straight into it. So I'll kick things off with our news pieces Ooh. for this week. Um, I have some really exciting news and uh, they're only short pieces, but nevertheless, all the importance. So mm-hmm. um, the first one I want to talk about, um, a big announcement, Xbox Game Pass secured another win. Uh, they confirmed that Outriders will be going to the, uh, the Game Pass on launch and I I love this. I I mean I I praise mm. the game pass. We all do. But yeah. <laughs> I love this one because this was a game that I feel like a lot of people wanted but weren't prepared to pay full price for. Uh, yeah, for me, it's kind of this like out yeah. of the field. No one really knows what it is. Yeah, but it looks exactly. cool. Everyone, a lot of sentiment is oh it looks all right, but yeah. I don't want to. But but now. Yeah. now you know it's free now this is the well, thing so the game free, we're not, not free yeah. but yeah free. not free <laughs> basically but free almost but the, the point <laughs> is is that so this game it looks fantastic um it is fantastic in my opinion so i played the demo uh, i played it with um with owen and with zach and yeah. this is actually a common theme it turns out because we it's, all love is the it demo. free free player co-op yeah three player yeah, yeah. yeah i believe so. now we yeah it's three player drop okay. and drop out and do you know what we played the demo uh, we all started it at the same time and it is this game is stunning for a start i was really taken back by how stunning it is but there is i think this game is brilliant but the the other boys were like in the mindset that it was good and it was fun but they they would never pay full price for it so then right. when i told them it was going to game pass uh, it doesn't really apply to Owen because he has a PlayStation, but um, with Zach, he was like, oh, okay, well, I'll definitely get it then. So I was like, yes, because I loved the demo. I loved everything about it. And I oh, had really? so much fun with it. Yeah, Because I, I, I saw a lot it. of mixed consensus. No, see, I loved it. And um, I'll dive into that in a second, but I loved the demo. But my problem was this is not a game to play solo because yeah. I, I decided I was loving the demo so much. When Owen and Zach left, uh, they went off and went on to something else. And I was like, I might just you know carry on playing it for a bit and i really wanted to love it but the second they were gone and i was roaming around on my own i was like this game's gonna get (laughs) lonely very quickly and i felt i didn't feel the urge to carry on playing it um but so it's definitely a team game and i i think the classes are great i think the mechanics are so familiar yet so fun like they're there's obviously you've probably seen there's loads of talks about what this game feels like a blend of but the one that the, the, the ultimate one for me is is combat it's just gears of war it is literally hmm. like it's war in a shell um mm-hmm. but but well it's obviously... uh it's it's people can fly who did gears judgment yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it does feel just like it um but i love it i love everything about it it's colorful it's bright um it's got customization it's got skill trees it's got you know loot it's got um, <laughs> hold on hold on i think we yeah. found the, the favorite we, we found the, the favorite no, but, you know what? Out, but yeah. you know what it wasn't do you know what my favorite thing was and this is precious my favorite <laughs> thing about the whole game and the thing i loved the most and the thing that didn't get boring at all was the class abilities. I just, mm. I used them and used them and used them. Oh, and, that's good. And yeah, and to find out that obviously they said as well that, you know, the demo is obviously- Nothing worse than a game that has absolute crap abilities. Oh, do you know what? Mm. Like, I but you're like, so why? Fun. Like, just don't <laughs> even <laughs> include them. No. Yeah. Did you play it? Braddy, did you play it? I didn't you're saying, actually. Mm. No, oh, you're saying, no, mm. but no, yeah. I like, didn't like, either, Jack. 
Right. But, so, so that is I went. I was really looking at. Can, could you into. take a guess? Could you take a guess at which class I went for? I, no. Uh, I, I, I don't know enough about the classes. Like, I've just been like. What did you say? Can you, can, you tell us the, can you tell us the names of the classes? So there's, I can't remember them all. So, but, but essentially there is, uh, so the pyromancer is obvious. Um, yeah. there, so there's, um, there's a fire one. There's an earth one, which is like stone. So it's like, um, it's defensive basically. Um, there's yeah. a technomancer, which is like uh, gadgets and support stuff. And there's a trickster. Hold um, on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I'm saying. For me, a trickster. I think... It's between the trickster, no, trickster. and he's the a, pyromancer. Yeah, it was the trickster. And yeah. you know what? The <laughs> abilities are just so me. I love them so much. So the th- you get um, the more you level up your characters, you get more abilities as well, which is cool. And you can swap them, swap out. Yeah. You can have three abilities equipped at once. Mm-hmm. And the initial three are just so cool. I never felt the need to change. Um, I did look at the others, but I was like, this is just so cool. So um, essentially, the first ability is... Um, it plays with elements of time and space. So basically it's like a blade, which you swipe outwards and anything that gets hit by that blade, it shell, it freezes them in time and it shells them down to a skeleton and then they just crumble into little pieces. So like, cool. it just it like destroys them. Like it just disintegrates them essentially. Um, the second one is a bit more of a supportive one, but also used offensively. It's like um, you, do an out push and it puts a bubble around you or around wherever you are. Anything within that bubble moves in super slow motion aside from you. So bullets coming in slow right down. And oh, that's cool. In the it's like quantum break. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like quantum break. Um, and then the, uh, the, my favorite, the ultimate, um, you can, just from anywhere within a certain range and it's quite long as well because there's a lot of cover moving and you know moving up the battlefield and stuff there's an ability that you you click both the bumpers on a controller and uh it marks an enemy anywhere in the distance within a certain radius and you let go and he pings behind them so you can literally just jump the battlefield to behind them all and then just go from but it's just so cool um, but anyway, yeah, I loved it. I loved the demo and the fact that it's coming to uh, Game Pass makes me so happy because, and mm. also it's cross-play. So um, all three of us could play it. Yes. Because me, Owen and Zach played it and he was on PlayStation. So <laughs> Bradley's cool. like, for once I can play with the players. I know, I'm like, <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just, just please friends. don't all be the trickster because that's, I want it to all be different. Because well, we so made sure I feel like this I'd, I'd be the yeah. rock guy. Oh, yeah, he was cool. They all had, but this is the thing as well. Oh, okay, I read. Bradley, what will be the pyromancer? No, no, but I read. One this was between the techie today. one and the. Well, the do you know? Oh, I, read well, I do like the technomancer game, so maybe yeah. we'd have to do that out of principle. <laughs> well, do you know? I read this thing though, saying that everyone was really happy and well received with the with the variety of the classes. Like they don't all feel like slight copies so of each other. I hate they all games feel very that are different. Like, we're class based, and then yeah, everyone's the just like this guy shoots fire. This I guy felt... shoots some rocks. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? This guy <laughs> could turn invisible. Do you know what? As I got to the end of like, you'll never use it. Leveled up. This is the thing. As I'd leveled up, I I found that I tried to use nothing but my abilities and just the occasional gunshots when I got close, and I loved it like that. I mm-hmm. thought I just feel like the abilities are so they feel satisfying. Brad, Bradley's and they look like, beautiful. nah, can't can't waste. I'm that like, no, no, vanilla. vanilla. Yeah, I'm like, just vanilla, please, a gun, just, just a gun. Yeah, no, but anyway, so pistol. I'm really thrilled about that, and um, hopefully all three of us will play it because I'm so excited. About well, it's this on, being well yeah, Bradley's in Game Pass too. No, I don't have no. to. Well, you'll still get Sorry, it. Sorry, I was thinking you? of getting it anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should definitely play it all together. Oh, it'd be so fun. And then we'll if, if, if we do it. play it together, we can just yeah. straight away do a uh, a discussion on it. 
Come yeah, on. exactly. So yeah, Game Pass, well done. When does um, it come out, Jack? Do you know? First uh, of April, unless that's a joke. But um, it's <laughs> no, it actually is. It's yeah. um, fourteen <laughs> days away. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, the only today. one, my only one, quick little nag with it. Um, it, it to be fair, it wasn't a big thing for me, but they did say that um, they, they've. I think they came forward and said that the customization options you get in the game, not with costumes, but with your actual character creation, like the face and the hair and stuff. Mm. Although it's not that important because most people wear helmets anyway. Yeah. But there's not many options, and apparently they said that the full game won't include more options either. So it's there's only oh. a few facial customizations yeah, I mean, and hairstyles. But that's not really important if you're wearing a full armored suit uh, with like a yeah. space helmet. Well, so, one, that, I always have my helmet off in games though. And oh, two, well, you, yeah, they look quite, pretty cool though. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and sometimes like a lot of character creators promise a lot of depth. So yeah. I'd write, and then it's and like, oh, honest. look, you've got yeah. hundred. Yeah, but sometimes I've got hundreds of options, but they're yeah. all they all look rubbish. And I just go with mm-hmm. the default guy. The default, yeah, so that's like, the that, that's the yeah that that was Mass Effect for me. <laughs> so like, don't just like waste all your time and and a load of development budget like making something that most of us are just going to go default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. preset five or preset four. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. But yeah, so anyway, that was um, my little news piece on uh, how happy I am about Outriders. Um, so moving on to the next piece of news, another gaming one. Um, this is uh, something we've talked about a lot on the podcast, mainly me. But anyway, um, <laughs> so Fortnite, um, the new season started. And the reason I wanted to talk about it, I wouldn't usually talk about every new season, but this one stood out for That's me. That's a lot. No, I mean, I, a lot of the time, obviously, they always have these amazing events at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. like, other than that, like sometimes the season doesn't change much when it starts. But um, and they just add things along the way. But this one has added a lot and changed a lot, and I really am liking it. So um, yeah. the event number one, this is what I'm talking about. The event. So they ended. This is the first time this ever happened, really, as well. They ended the season with a solo. Um, event basically so you when you after the update you log in and the first time you log in there's a cutscene, and then you play um a solo mission of a sense um and it's the first time they've kind of given your character an actual like there's been an underlying story running for a long time but like Mm -hmm. it's only just been a bit like oh there's a cool little story but we're never really going to know much more about it um and this is really now bringing you into it because um essentially you know from what i spoke about before the last season has been about um hunters from different realities and it's all because the foundation or whoever they uh, these people of um agents that are doing this are bringing them in from different realities but the what they call the zero point which is the thing that's bringing all these different realities together it became unstable um and jonesy who is like a meme in the Fortnite community um he basically decided to go against his government governing body these people he works for and try and save the is that, is uh, that the blonde haired guy yeah, yeah that's him yeah and they try he tried to save reality from breaking down so because he knew it would destroy everything if not so right. he realizes he can't do it alone so he calls on something which i got super excited for and you'll know why because i, I it was wrong but he um, he goes, I'm going to have to contact the seven. And I was like, oh my God, it's not the boys. There's no way the seven is going to be in thingy, but it's not. Um, but typically they are called the seven. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, so he said he was going to contact this thing called the seven. And uh, basically he does. And it's like an alien, they're like alien um, robot kind of people. They're like a race of uh, people. Anyway, he calls them and they come down to, a, uh, to this world and he asks them for help. And there's obviously like a, a serious story developing because 
they say like, why should, basically, why should we help you? You know, like, why should we trust you to help you? And he says he can get them to something that they want. And he says the name of it. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, I'll get you all there if you help us with this, this zero point thing. Anyway, he, the alien robot man, then goes ahead and tries to contain the zero point by locking himself inside of it because um, mm-hmm. he's strong enough to withhold the power. But it shifts reality. So this is the mission you do where um, reality keeps shifting. And Fortnite deserves the credit for all these amazing events they do at the end of the season because they're always really beautiful and like really well-crafted. But anyway, the reality shifts, reality shifts, and then there's an explosion, the reality changes. And the map changes, um, not all of it, but the middle and main chunk of it. And I just really like what they've done with this new season. So it's basically gone primal. The season is called uh, Primal. And okay. essentially what they've added um, in sense of gameplay, um, Lara Croft is in the battle pass, which I thought was cool. Yeah, um, I saw and that. They've, that and funny. they've also got the old, like the original Lara Croft. And they've also got Tomb Raider Lara Croft, like from the recent mm-hmm. games. Um, but they have they also added in. as well uh oh character wise i'm not sure i can't remember i haven't really looked at the battle pass too much but i've got it because i i had the bucks to buy it without paying for it um anyway point being um battle pass is cool again but i just like the the different things they've added like for example so they've added in um a bow and arrow which sounds ridiculously hard to use on um, a game like Fortnite on third person thing. But do you know what? It absolutely tanks. It is if if you hit with it. OP. Oh, OP. Well, it's like, you know, you get like 200 uh, when you've got health and shield It's 200 health. If you hit hit top half of the body with a bow and arrow, it's a hundred damage. So it's how fast is the fire rate? Uh, you so when you pull the trigger, like you have to hold the trigger in to pull the bow back. Mm-hmm. Um, it like does a line from the floor upwards. So if you think about a dragging motion of a like, it doesn't take long, but it's like a swift kind of like line from the floor out, like a long arrow. Okay. Uh, but, um, okay. So they also added Raven from Teen Titans. That was it. Uh, that was it. Yeah, I knew there was someone. I couldn't think who it was. But anyway, um, on top of that, which I, which is more to the point of what I love. So it's obviously primal. So they've added in makeshift weapons and like primal weapons so like they're like pieces of guns that have been kind of like shoved together Um, and they've added in crafting which i thought was really cool so basically what happens now is there's animals all over the map and it's all about hunting and surviving so if you kill the animals on the map you get um you get their resources so you'll get like um you know bones you know fur uh, things like that and you can use that to craft better versions of the guns you pick up so if you picked up a like a green gun which is the second from least rare um you if you had enough materials you could craft it into this absolute beast of a purple or gold weapon um cool and i just thought that was really cool to add as a different like something new because it makes the game feel fresh again and that's what they've always done really well make it feel fresh again and (laughs) i just really impressed with that like they never sort of feel half-assed do they no it's like they really put time and effort into it as much as I say, as much as every time I, you talk about this, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah, and I and never, never do, no, but, but I you still, still appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I respect yeah. the developers. And, and this is the thing. So basically, um, yeah, they've added these crafting things. And it's really cool because like they've, all, they've got some of the old guns in the game still, like the ones, the original normal guns. But I actually find myself picking up the primal weapons more than anything because they're different and they feel different to use. They've got like yeah. different rates of fire, um, different like recoil like things. And I just like seeing what you can craft. Like you can craft some really cool things. So for example, if you take a bow and arrow, if you're carrying instead of you can either upgrade it and then make it better and better. And you can have it to shoot fire arrows, which is really cool because it burns down um, building materials. So it burns down things that people build, um, which is cool. 
but just like little things they've thought about like if you're carrying these things called impulse grenades which are things you throw out the floor and they bounce you i don't know I if remember you those Bradley. Yeah. yeah if you're carrying them you can craft a bow that shoots impulse grenaded arrows so it then <laughs> bounces people away if when you hit like them or hit near them that's so quite cool if you shoot a surface like they're near if you're really good at the game you could you'll use know those. how to use them so yeah. well yeah but and you players have already started using them on themselves to like go further so they'll like shoot them at the floor in front of them and jump and it like pings them away so like it's just i just like the fact that they've made it fresh again and i like the theme of the primal i like the fact they've added animals that you can tame the animals as well and have them run next to you and you can actually have wolves that attack as well which is cool um but i don't know how to do that yet um but they've <laughs> added like like a couple of other little features like um there's these there's spires all over the map and they're like things from other worlds obviously and if you grab these orbs and you take them to the shrines and you put them in they give you like abilities so like they'll give you like boots that allow you to like triple jump and things like that and like a cloak that go i think that kind of makes you temporarily invisible i think or just like semi-invisible for a bit yeah um, but yeah just again just props to them just for keeping the game feeling fresh and also going another new season and doing it in style like they just have again made the game feel like you know it was worth a move to a new season like you know new bits of the new map to explore new setting new theme new weapons new ability like crafting abilities and things like that mm -hmm. i just yeah i just well done fortnite again because um, they've brought me back that's all i can say i'm back in it again <laughs> you're always you never leave <laughs> i know i do though i you leave for what, a little while yeah you yeah, do I exactly leave, and then i'm like i oh, left you yeah. never uninstalled like though, let's be honest you oh, i never uninstalled it yeah no, never yeah, no that's leaving <laughs> yeah that's leaving the it's game. like that's the only game that's ever sit on my hard hard drive forever it's like uh, master chief collection and elder scrolls online yeah they both just sit there it's weird how we like we have these games that we just like we'll never Can't get, rid, get of. rid of even if we don't play them for like a year yeah it's just like, like elder scrolls so. online i'll play it for like a couple of weeks every like <laughs> six months and then you still won't delete it um that's a big install though isn't it yeah as well yeah at this point well. it's, it's like <laughs> uh, maybe like a fifth of my drive i think like that's also the reason why you're like i will not uninstall this yeah because oh, yeah, if, exactly. like Cause if i because yeah. when the new expansion comes out and i'm like oh I'll get, i've got that i'll give them give it a go uh, i'll look at the download size and it'll be like now it's 220 gigs <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh no it's gonna take two weeks but um so yeah that's uh that piece of news but then moving on to my last piece of news um this is something i, I kind of want yours opinions on as well so um the xbox uh wireless headset that they've been advertising is now um being uh well being released and i just i, I can't make up my mind about this so I, I read some reviews some opinions and things like that um and I'm still not sure. I'm still there sitting. There's been some like weird controversy with this. There has, and so so basically, the headset costs um, over here in the UK. It costs about ninety pound. Um, okay. And if it's dollars, it's about ninety nine dollars. Um, so it's, it's not. It's never converted, right? We no, always get I know. with the prices. Yeah. But but so basically, it's <laughs> I can't. But that's my first point. I can't decide if that's a, if ninety pounds is good or not. Like I can't decide if that's because well, a lot uh, of the people are saying that's cheap. What's the age range? What, what age range? What's, what's the price range? Other headsets are more expensive than that, and I, okay. I saw a lot of people saying that it's really good value for for its price, like for what it does, and like. Um, so what kind it, of headset is it? Is it like so? It's, it's a gaming. It's, it's, so it's it is for the for game gaming. audio yeah, as well. It, it's set, so it's purposely made for surround like, sound like, as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for gaming. Yeah. Um, okay. So essentially, like, here's some 
I've just t- taken some comments from people about what is good, what they like, what they don't like about it. So the good stuff they're saying is very comfortable. Um, they're saying that the price they feel like is good and just. Um, it's mm-hmm. very simple and easy to connect to your Xbox. They've said that the dials on either side of the headset for game uh, for the game audio and for chat audio are really simple and easy to use. Like they're not that it doesn't feel like you're just fiddling with them trying to figure out what you're doing um mm. this is really obvious easy to use they've also said it's sturdy um like it doesn't feel like it's you know flimsy and gonna break or made of cheap materials yeah. um they've said that obviously wireless is one massive positive to it um they said that it can it's supposed microsoft claim it lasts 15 hours after charging um of playtime so right. that that's good if it does um whether or not it does I'm yeah. not sure. um and the bad stuff i mean it's not again it's not terrible but people have said so a lot of people were saying they would like a multi-function button for it um i'm not even really sure what in the, the sense of that they really mean but the people have it, apparently it came up quite a lot when i was looking about like researching it so something that a lot of people were saying they wished it did have um not really sure why if anyone has an idea or knows let me know um but the other thing some people are saying that the stretch like in the headset like the when you adjust it there's not a lot of reach in it so a lot of people are saying if they have a bigger head it feels like it's pushed to its limits like you feel like you're really on the like the stretchiest setting and it will kind of be a bit tight on your head um other people have said that um it's not compatible with non-xbox devices but i don't really understand that one because you're buying an xbox headset Uh, Like it's kind of should be obvious that, but anyway, um, and also, um, sometimes, so you'll like this, Chris, I put this in there for you. A guy who was reviewing it said that he wanted to test the sound quality and to see how it compares. I was going to say, how's the sound quality? (laughs) He said he loaded up doom 2016 because the soundtrack was too killer not to test the headset on it, which I I put in there specifically for Chris. Yeah. And (laughs) his feedback was mixed. So he said the game, the game sound and all the right rip and tear noises, the soundtrack, the heavy metal, he said sounded fantastic. He said it sounded just how it's supposed to. The gun sounds are incredible. Everything was great. But he then did say that at some parts where a lot was going on, the quality and the clarity of the sound drops a bit. And he said it feels a bit muddled, like it's confused because there's so much going on. Um, and he said, obviously, you're not always going to play a game that intense, but it should, as a brand new you know, Xbox branded gaming headset, should it not maybe hold weight a little bit more that it can handle a game like that, like you know, yeah. a, game, a game with that much going on. Mm. He said, it's not a bad, like it's not to the point it becomes irritating, but it's, he said, it just feels like the headset's a bit confused with all the sound and different noises going on at once. And I was a bit like, ooh, like if you've got a gaming headset from Xbox, you want it to be like able to keep up with anything really. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, the range on the headset people are saying there's accounts of people walking about 25 25 feet away from their console without the um like the controller and stuff and have said that it doesn't drop out at all so it's got a decent range like you don't have to sit on your xbox for it to stay connected so <laughs> um, that's always positive um but yeah so i i just i don't know what do you guys think is it do you think it sounds like good quality for what yeah, you're I don't getting know. for a price it, or it not sound, like I don't like, you know, you were saying all the good things and then it's like yeah. audio quality to me is the number one. Yeah, of course you know? it should be. And then it's like, if <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> like, 
Well, no, I've actually, I don't sick, know. I've got this sick gaming headset, but the audio quality is rubbish. <laughs> well, to be fair, actually, I think comfort is actually my yeah. number one because I really I don't hate, want a comfy headset. I hate um, wearing headsets like for a long time. When your ears so I don't start actually to like ring oh, around the back of your ears mm. really hurts. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Or and the I, top so of your that's head. That's why I don't, I don't like, wear if them. You worry that you're going to get an indent and your head's going to like, you're like something from the medieval ages. So, so I'm actually like a PC gamer that has a speaker and like a lot of PC gamers will just use the headset and the thing is i have quite a nice headset so it's like yeah i should be using my headset but i just don't like wearing it for long periods um and i think that is my realistic number one but yeah um if if the sounds are getting muddled that's just like that's awful really that's basic isn't it do you not think yeah exactly like, they have done right because like, to well. be fair everything else sounds right and and as you said the price it, it would actually be really good um, for a wireless headset. Wireless yeah. headsets are normally like 120 pounds. 130 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and to have it at 90 pound, you know, it's Xbox branded, so you can trust it. That type of thing. But then, mm. and then you get it, and it's just like the sounds are good, and then it's like, oh, well done. It's a bit weird. Chainsaw sounds like um, a car failing to start instead, or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I, I don't it's, know. It's, so I just think I that's so basic so I, that it shouldn't be you know happening yeah, it shouldn't be i mean it's to be fair like from what i was looking at it doesn't seem like a common thing people saying that the audio quality wasn't as good but this guy was to, like reviewing it on the basis of the fact that he was pushing the headset to see if it can handle a game of that with that amount going on and stuff but yeah but i agree like i don't think you should have a brand new headset made by xbox that can't handle an xbox game <laughs> like like you know do you know what i mean yeah exactly um but I'm I'm sitting on the fence with it because ninety pound doesn't sound too bad to me. But like I my headset that I use for Xbox now um, is my brother's PC headset because he got an, an upgraded one. So mine is good by like mm. all means. Like it's comfortable. It's good quality sound. Everything like that. But then yeah. I'm like, oh, but wireless. And then I'm like, but do I want wireless? <laughs> do you need or... wireless? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. But it's just, it's quite nice. But to, like, like I, it is nice to be able to move like, around without a yeah. wire. What, what do people really want from headphone, head, headsets yeah. though? One, they just want to be able to talk and hear their friends. Mm-hmm. Fine. And two, the only other aspect I ever see people using headphones for are in competitive games to hear footsteps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that is so basic. I'm sure any, yeah, yeah. I'm any sure any mic can, can, can. Yeah, imagine can it getting muddled and you're hearing you know like feet, you're hearing the wrong sounds you're, you're hearing feet over, like, behind you <laughs> you like a 180 trying to kill the person behind you and yeah. the headset's just like gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> surprise we don't worry we have no idea what's going on either <laughs> um but yeah so that's that was it really i just i mean obviously if you're interested in the headset go check it out and obviously if you do want to buy one um then feel free to let us know what it's like but i'm mm-hmm. i'm currently sitting on the fence about whether or not to invest in one or no not, no if you've got a good headset don't yeah don't bother that's it's, a very good point that, that would yeah. be my i've got a terrible headset but i can't justify that money for something <laughs> that i just use to talk to people to talk to people yeah yeah but yeah, so that's uh, my news piece is all nice and wrapped up. Okay, so I believe um, I'm going to go next. And um, yeah, first of my news pieces is uh, actually about Activision Blizzard. So we've, um, I mean, I'm a massive Blizzard fanboy, even though you know they're really driving themselves into the ground. Um, but um, we've talked Certainly. about Activision more specifically before. And we've said about how they're, you know, making so much bank <laughs> and that, there's like stock shares are just like randomly growing and things like that. Um, but it's actually a piece of kind of, you know, sad news. So Activision Blizzard had actually laid off 50 employees. Um, Didn't they related... have a record year? 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And we've talked about it. And yet they're still like, let's make more money. <laughs> like, and they're just laying off people. So they've laid off 50 employees. And I can kind of get their reasoning. Um, and the reasoning is because it's 50 employees that work within the esports scene. And to be fair, like, I am a massive fan of like the Overwatch League. I've watched a tiny bit of the Call of Duty League. Um, but I can't really get into it as much. Um, and I can see why, you know, their, their jobs are kind of redundant at the minute because it's the people that were dealing with the live events. And obviously that isn't happening in the current situation. But I do think like you know, 50 people, could you not have just, you know, that remove, you know, instead of remove them, reorganize them, put them somewhere else to, you know, they, yeah, they clearly to, have... Even just for the time being, and then you could exactly, reshuffle them because... later, right? Yeah, because we're not, uh, you know, hopefully we're at a stage where things are starting to look a little bit better. And maybe, you know, in a year's time, we'll be talking about actually going to these events again um, and that type of thing. But no, Activision Blizzard are like making all this money and they're just like, let's make some more. Get rid of 50 people just because, you know, right now. You want a bigger bonus. (laughs) Exactly. It's like right now they're not that useful. And again, I can see both sides. They are a business and they need to make these tough choices. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of sad. And obviously I always, um, want, you know, our thoughts to go out to the people that, that were laid off and hopefully they land on their feet somewhere else. Um, but one of the reasons I found this is because, um, they gave them a severance package. Don't get me wrong. Um, as, as is kind of the, the law Norm, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but one of the things they gave them was $200 worth of battle net vouchers. <laughs> And I was like, imagine That's being a told you exactly. It? Imagine being told you're fired, but here's two hundred dollars in BattleNet vouchers. Like, go play our games. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we know we're look, look you can't work for us anymore. But, but maybe you want to play. play, play exactly. The games. But maybe spend it on us. <laughs> it's like what? It doesn't make any sense. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, that is how I took it. I would have felt a slap in the face from that. Um, because like this is the type of that you work. Maybe for the there's company. a guy who's actually like a proper douche who's just like he's he's like oh that's a, there's people that oh it's a lovely thing to do for people and he's like <laughs> little do they know. <laughs> I don't know what their their thought process was behind that, especially working at Blizzard. You most likely own the games they have, or like you know the games that are on Battle.net. That's, yeah, that's I mean the the thoughts. worst thing is like. If you work at Blizzard, either one, you own the games, or two, you play other companies' games because you're fed up because you have to deal with those games every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Yeah. I suppose it's their way of saying, here's the, the money for the future games we release. <laughs> without, <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah without you. You don't work here anymore. It doesn't mean you have to stop playing our games. <laughs> exactly. So you do that, would you? Maybe, maybe but, if you get good enough, you'll, you'll be at the eSport event, you know, as a gamer. There you go. That's what they're saying. <laughs> as a gamer yeah yeah maybe that is their kind of reasoning just like get good here you go <laughs> and we'll see you again maybe buy some skins <laughs> buy some skins buy some skins um so yeah so just just a little bit all my news is uh, you may be fired but at least you can look sick on our game <laughs> we can um, give you really cool do you want the orange monkey skin yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i say buy some skins but you can only get loot boxes you can't actually buy any skins oh yeah, well, that's Overwatch anyway. We're not, we're, we're, you know, ignoring things like WoW. You know, that could just be spent on WoW subscriptions. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, so moving on to my second piece of news. Um, does anybody use Google's incognito browser? No. You see, I do. Maybe occasionally. And I, 
I maybe occasionally that was so sus. <laughs> maybe sometimes when I'm trying to hide. Um, but yeah, incognito is meant to to be kind of a way that you know you don't store any data. You're not storing cookies. Google isn't tracking you. Things like that. I use it purely for the fact that I'm really OCT and I don't like kind of search history and things like that. Not that I do anything dodgy. I just hate suggestions. <laughs> I hate visiting a site once. You don't like when I give suggestions to you, eh? No, just I, when, I when you're Googling something and it's just like, you've searched it once and it's like, you definitely want this site. You went Let to me one send time. you ads. Yeah. You want these things. So I'm like, I just use Incognito. It was originally as well because I like dark themes and yeah. Google didn't have a dark theme. So when I started using Google Chrome, I was using uh, Incognito so that it was always in a dark theme. But anyway, that aside, um, a judge has actually ruled um, that Google Chrome will have a $5 billion lawsuit against them. And that is because Google has apparently been lying about not tracking data on incognito. And obviously it's a shock horror. so many people that are sitting there like, I'm completely safe from Google's data. I'm, I'm in incognito. But, but I also think, but what if there's people doing awful stuff and like watching awful things? Like I kind of like feel like we should know about it and should be able to like in a way, yeah. But we, we can still, yeah, no, we can still get it. It's literally just the incognito doesn't stop like your internet service provider seeing in. It's just um, stopping Google from tracking data. Oh, okay. So, um, so people could still see you on the network. That would be more it's like just... a VPN. Yeah, um, so it's just stopping suggestions. It's literally just, like yeah, that. suggestions and your browsing history and Google seeing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so they've basically, you know, when, when you open an incognito tab, it literally tells you what, like what's what. And it's like, we're not going to track yeah. anything. Your data won't be stored. You <laughs> lied. And apparently, yeah. And apparently they've actually <laughs> lied about all of it. And I lied. They've, though, so the judge has actually gone through each of the points they've lied about and it's totaled up to $5 billion. Oh my God. And we're just constantly dumping on, you know, Google, but I think this is disgusting that Google yeah. would actually do something like this. Like, yeah, yeah. as a, you know, you a company like that. No, and that's the problem. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> like, you just think you can trust them in one thing, and it's like, don't track the data. You've said you won't, and then it's like, no, we won't. And then it's like, mm, well, maybe we did. <laughs> for everyone ever <laughs> it's like maybe we have an obsession and we can't stop tracking data it's just it's ridiculous who's that... who's the ceo of google do we know no um no because i was about to say bill but then i was like no he's microsoft <laughs> he's definitely not i just bill. just for some reason my mind always goes bill gates and i'm like no he's a microsoft guy <laughs> But, well, but even I worse just, than I, that, your, your, your mind went Bill Gates. Mine went Richard Branson. I was like, nice virgin. <laughs> uh, like, he he would right. keep everyone's data, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's like, I need it because we're going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, I need it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you know, it's just something I wanted to dump on Google again. And it's just disgusting. Um, so apparently it was $5,000 per violation. So they broke that many violations. Um, and really? it was... It would, but it was per millions of users, so that's oh. how it totaled at five billion because it's affected that many I mean, people. I, I so I would be like, part of that statistic. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it could get if it, it. I mean, they'll probably cap it, but like potentially that could get even higher, right? Oh yeah, especially if they don't fix it sooner, more people start using it. Like, it's awful. It, it's actually disgusting that Google would do something like that. That it would lie to its users about tracking. Um, a corporation it, lying to their users no but it's just so disgusting with like i mean i it's teach this it's it's you know that 
the the severity of the law like you have to be so stupid as a company to think you can get away with this and they did when did this <laughs> podcast become let's take a dump on google no but like dump on st- no no it's great it. they do deserve <laughs> it but i'm just saying but like but like you say bradley it's just mind-boggling how the one of the biggest tech companies in the world can be so stupid i think they think they're unstoppable like, untouchable it, it, yeah. yeah it must be it must be like, like um, this little god complex they're like they're like um dr doofenshmirtz from phineas and fur they just keep <laughs> giving new plans because they feel like no matter what they will get away with it one time <laughs> they, they played the outer worlds and they're like we will be the government one day <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to my last piece of news and it's actually about um a game that i'm pretty sure we've all played at some point um over the past like decade and that is gta 5 have, have i know you have jack what's that G- Never heard of it. Um, what does it stand for? Granny Fair. Granny Granny takes all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She <laughs> takes sound, everything. Granny takes doesn't, all online. <laughs> doesn't sound like my oh, sort of game. No. <laughs> uh, so basically, who remembers GTA's incredibly slow load times? Oh yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. Abysmal. Yeah, and I mean this is a game that came out in I believe 2013. Um and it's still until recently had these load times it was ridiculous and you know a, a user on pt was like they'd, they'd taken a long break from the game and they were like oh, i'm gonna go back to gta and then they got into gta and they thought that maybe you know something would have changed and they they click online and then they they realize that nothing has changed in like the five years they've been away <laughs> it takes like you know a few minutes to load and he's just like, no, this this is an issue. Like, why is this why is this still a thing? So he actually does some digging, and um, this fan fi- finds out that the reason the um, the load times are taking so long is a really simple error, and it's literally just that the the game is locked to using only one core of your processor. So the same for like consoles as well. It's only locked to, to using one core instead of, you know, all the other cores that are available. So, you know, you can have up like, you know, however many you have, but um, it's literally just locked to I've one. I've got six. So same. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so for us, it's literally using a sixth of its potential. And that's why the game is taking so long to load. So he did like a quick fix on his own, just like through, you know, kind of, you know, mods i guess um and kind of source code editing but he then like made it like publicly aware and the developers were like oh oh my god it was literally they've had it patched in already and it's just like how how can you be this like you know developer that do such an amazing game i know and it's literally it's it's been patched and everybody's been like the low times did, are amazing. Did, did they did they at least did they like reward him? Did they, is yeah, there so a... they basically they acknowledged him, they thanked him publicly, nice, and they like uh, through what is their um, security, uh, they basically they offer up uh, rewards for security issues being found, mm. and they basically went through that process and rewarded him ten thousand dollars. Oh, nice! Yeah, so imagine. Imagine just going back to GTA, being like, why is it so slow still? And then being like, oh, it's this reason. And then getting 10 grand for it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what a good day for him. He's got yeah. quick load but times. lovely of GTA Rockstar loving. to do that as well. Yeah. 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 
Because some shady companies would be like, not mention his name. Yeah, and be like, we've just found out that this is happening. (laughs) No, you didn't. We don't know how it got there, but... Activision Blizzard fixes the program, then sues the guy who found it for tampering with their (laughs) systems. It just baffles me, though, how in, like, what, seven to eight years, they didn't once stop to think, is this a bit long? Should we... Should we look into that and just find that you're locked to one core and this guy does it like straight away when he gets back to the game. But mm. yeah, fun thing. So if you do play GTA, congratulations on your, your quicker loading times. Enjoy all those might, minutes might you're saving of your to life. <laughs> what, to just to test it out? <laughs> yeah, just to have a, just have a, a, a gand. I mean, there's been like You're 20... like, wow, that was there's... so much quicker. Time to yeah. uninstall. <laughs> and... <laughs> And to be fair, though, there's been like 20 updates since I played. So there's oh, so much good, content yeah. in there that I could probably mm-hmm. like, I'd just enjoy running around looking at all the new content. Pro- probably just look at it all and then uninstall it. Because <laughs> I'm just, well, oh, this is cool. <laughs> not going to play it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is all for my pieces of news this week. So, Chris, take it away. Cool. Well, uh, I've got four pieces because I'm being greedy. Um, mm. But one is really just, uh, I call it my public service announcement. So mm-hmm. if anyone's a, a constant listener of this podcast, they know that I bang on about Total War Warhammer. What? It's probably <laughs> my favorite game of all time. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a baking simulator. Um... <laughs> That's really good. Um, no. on that. Have you ever played uh, Cooking Mama? This is what this is. Basically the same thing. Um, uh, and they've added uh, Rakaf the Beast Slayer, who obviously cooks a mean omelette, you know? Um, no, so, so the news about it this week is uh, Total War Warhammer has released um, completely out of the blue a new update with a uh, free LC Lord. So free LC is downloadable content that obviously you can download for free. Oh, wait, um, can I just, so this is the, this is the franchise that are releasing total Warhammer three. Mm-hmm. And they, they're still just like, Oh, here's some random DLC. Yeah. They just, they, we're about to release a sequel for. Yeah. But it, it all feeds into the same game, doesn't it? Yeah, but like most devs are like, right, kill that thing for two years and then. Oh, we'll we've work still on got another one. Warhammer two DLC before free as well. What? That's yeah. crazy. Is it separate they, teams? Yeah, they have a separate. Okay. They have they have an additional content team which um has I think that's been so nice has been ramped down because it's been pushed up. So they so they had more devs when they were doing the expansion packs, mm-hmm. but uh, which are expansion packs are completely new races, right. and then they do lord packs, which are pre-existing races with like six new units, two new lords, and like new faction mechanics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, the lords obviously. Uh, they are cheaper a lot cheaper than the faction packs and obviously they're easier to make so mm-hmm. they have a small team that's just been pumping out lord packs for about a year or so um and yeah so so i'm assuming the same guys they've released uh, a dark elf lord which brings them up to a total of six uh completely for free if you have total War warhammer 2 all you have to do is go on to total wars website um there's a thing called total war access so you have to make sure access is linked to your Steam account, but that's worth doing because that's how you download all the free content. Okay. Um, and all, all, all you have to sign up for is a newsletter mm-hmm. that I never read. So <laughs> it's not going to, it's another bit of junk in your email for free stuff. Like who cares? 
because um, <laughs> I see some people go, oh, but I don't want the newsletter. And I'm like, yeah, but look at all the free stuff they're giving you. But free stuff. <laughs> and literally, this is amazing. This is a, a full-blown new faction with their own mechanics, a new legendary lord who is voiced by Ramsey Bolton. Oh, yeah, that's cool. He's great. I was watching the they released a little clip with him doing the voice lines. And he's like, he's talking to his dragon. He's like, Bracus, shall we flay them alive? And I was like, is he playing another evil character? Yeah, I mean, he's the beast master of the Dark Elves. So his backstory is that when he was a small child, his dad had a black dragon that nearly killed his dad. And he was so much of a crazy little child that he said to his dad, if I can tame it, um like i get to keep it and as a child he stared down this black dragon and the black dragon was like oh god this guy's crazy <laughs> oh no and why does be- he always play crazy people now i liked him when he was simon in misfits. oh what from misfits yeah. yeah yeah if you're a man of culture you'll know him from misfits <laughs> um but yeah so so he's in that he, he's really cool in it uh his faction mechanic is amazing so obviously he's the beast master so he has the dark elf unit roster and he can recruit beasts from almost every other faction. And wow. what you have to do is you have to beat that faction in battle or raid them or sack their settlement. And then you get that beast pop up. So he can get cool. war mammoths from the Norskans. He can get the dinosaurs from the lizard men. Uh, like it's lizard men. absolutely crazy. Name? Yeah. Yeah. The lizard men. Um, yeah, it's just he buffs monsters to the high hells. Literally, I was reading through the patch notes and I was like, oh my God, this guy. Because the way it works ten, it tends to be is that the lords will buff their armies, but then all right. the rest of the armies obviously don't get the lords buffs because that's just for his army. But his army, because of the fact you can get all these monsters and he buffs them to the high hells. Mm-hmm. I was reading this. I was like, I can't. Like, I, I feel like I could build like an ultimate army of monsters and just like, <laughs> just demolish just with one army. Like, mm-hmm. oh, four, four armies have attacked me. No worries. Send in me monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's free for all players. If you have Total War Warhammer 2, download it, give it a go. Um, like I say, just again, creative assembly. Some people say they're greedy and they pump out a lot of DLC, but come on, look, they've just given you, for no reason, a completely free new faction to play with all, like, mm-hmm. you'd pay for this from in a Lord pack. Like, yeah. it's quality. It's amazing. Like, kudos to them. Um, but I'll, I'll move on. It was just a short sort of way to put it out there because I didn't know. Maybe we've accumulated some Total War listeners or uh, got some interest in the game. And I like to shout out good development practices, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll move on to my next bit and in keeping it's actually more Warhammer news but it's <laughs> not Damn. Warhammer fantasy this is some 40k stuff and <laughs> this has which is uh, for anyone who doesn't know 40k talks about it a lot on the podcast but it's the sci-fi um, version of Warhammer they're not connected um, obviously because one is a fantasy take and one is uh, sci-fi but they have mm-hmm. parallels um, but basically there's been a load of fan animations, uh, for, for, for years for, um, you know, for 40 K and I even I talked about it on the podcast, I showed you both a clip. Do you remember I yeah. showed you that Astartes? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And mm-hmm. we all said, Whoa, this is like, y- you, you'd believe this is official stuff yeah. from an animation studio, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, we've all, we've got some good news. Um, because Games Workshop 
obviously saw it um, and they have reached out to the content creator and mm-hmm. they've signed a deal. So Ooh. it's gone from fan series to official series. Cool. And I like that. It, it gets better. There are currently, and these are all series I've been excited for. So we, I spoke before actually that uh, a guy did a series called Hell, Hell's Reach, which he took all the lines from the audiobook and turned it into an animation. And they brought him, brought him on and set up an animation studio. And he's doing um, uh, a, a Blood Angel series. I think it's called Angels of Death or Angels right. of something. Um, and that's currently, that's going to release soonish, I think it's meant to. Um, and everyone's like, oh, cool. They brought him on. Awesome. And that was why people were saying, oh, bring on these. But they've actually not just grabbed the Astartes guy. They've grabbed um, three other teams as well. Uh, one who's making a, and they're all like, they are all like similar level of quality of animation. Like they're astounding. Um, mm-hmm. So they've grabbed the Exodite which is uh, a series based on the Tau, which is uh, a race from, from 40K. Primeris, uh, The Last Templar, which is an awesome series about the Black Templars. For fan, these are all fan-made. Um, and Iron Within, which is about and traitor marines, um, the Iron Warriors. And all of these series are now official Games Workshop animation series. So that means they have five different animation teams that they're putting together to do different series. Wow. Cool. This is, but how clever is this? Like we were, I was saying for ages, the talent is there, they're making it already. And Games Workshop could have swooped in, said, hey, you're making content. You're, you're not monetizing it, but this content is still technically a breach of yeah. our IP, yeah. right? This is ours. Most companies send cease and desists. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I think is so sad. <laughs> Such a but waste. Instead of that, They've turned around and gone, we'll employ you, we'll give you funding, and essentially, it's business as usual. They carry on making it just with support from Games Workshop. Mm -hmm. And they've put all these creators in contact with each other. They've given support over to... um, So so the guys who obviously worked on these projects are now helping each other as well. Um, So it's just amazing. It's just... It's brilliant. So technically, you know, they're still third parties working for Mm -hmm. Games Workshop, but in an official capacity. And I just, it's blowing my mind. It's so exciting. I just can't wait. And also the problem with these fan films is they're astonishing, but they take a very long time. And, you know, I feel like we're official support. We could see stuff more regularly. Yeah. And if they get, and if they've got the money, um, they, you know, then potentially, hopefully, the quality doesn't dip. That's my only concern. Yeah. With will they have time constraints and will the quality sort of dip? But uh, on the whole, there's some people who are upset with this, but I think this is amazing and I'm very excited for this. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, personally, if they maybe struck up a Netflix deal, um, that would be wicked. And, and I think that's their best bet because if they make their own platform, which there's some rumors of, I would definitely probably subscribe to it. Definitely probably. <laughs> but I think if they really want to reach people, hit up Netflix, get Netflix to chuck a ton of money at you and stick it on there. And then Bezos Flix. And then sell it on Bezos like stores Flix. as well, right? Like, God's sake. 
Um, but yeah, so some good news. Uh, again, GW, another company doing some good stuff. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we do take dumps on corporations being idiots or corporations do stupid things. But you have to give respect to them when, when they do something smart like mm-hmm. this, you know, like we said, could they need it, otherwise they'll continue to do stupid things. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I'm so happy. Um, but I'll move on now to Marvel's Avengers. So we haven't talked what? about this in a, a, in a we, haven't, we haven't talked about this in a while. You mean a day? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 pretty much a dead game at this point. If mm. you look at the player base and you yeah. look at, and they're still no. giving us they're still giving us quotes like we intend to support this game, and carry <laughs> it on to the future, and then sure some. And someone sure put like um, snapshots uh, going, hmm, Bioware said the same thing about Anthem. Yeah. And look what happened there. Mm-hmm. RIP. RIP, rest in peace, Anthem. I love that artwork, though. Just, just as an aside. I spent ages on it. <laughs> that did was you, great. Did you like it? Yeah, that was, that was great. Mm-hmm. Did you like the Inquisitor helmet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the best bit. I was like, this is awesome. But anyway... Uh, we're talking about Marvel's Avengers, and literally, uh, they are currently Spider-Man's just around the corner to be added. They've just added Hawkeye, and they're talking about a load of other updates they're doing. Obviously, Spider-Man's just for the PlayStation players. Ugh. Yeah, uh, which is naff. <laughs> but they have kind of ruined the game before these updates, which is driving the player base down even further. Because they thought it would be a good idea to make the character XP gain even slower. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. So, and, and, and <laughs> sounds a lot really, of, really fun. And me. as a lot of the people in the community have pointed out, um, the game doesn't really get super, super fun till like character level 30, 40. Because that's when you have all your badass abilities. That's when you have all your, you know, your character is built and it feels like a superman like people have said like level one iron man feels like a guy who's just got in the suit doesn't really know what he's doing and can't like figure it out right whereas level 40 iron man you feel like the movies you feel like a badass and people are like oh this is sick so you are actually that that's the best part the funnest part of your game (laughs) and you're making it harder for people to get to the fun part of your game (laughs) Like it's so idiotic. Um, yeah, I just they need to revert this or something. Like if, this, <laughs> they if, need the, to if this. you want any hopes of, because potentially you know I've said before we I think we all would like Avengers to have an amazing comeback. Yeah. Um, but stuff like this isn't going to generate that. She's going to make it worse. And like, talk about kill off the hype for like your new characters. If everyone starts playing as Spider-Man, he just feels like a little pleb. And then like, (laughs) and then then you've got to spend like Teenager in spandex. (laughs) The best thing as well was I think they said something like, uh, they said something about people's times. And people even said, yeah, but what about the people who only get like six hours a week who just want to turn on and have some fun instead of spend, you know, two months to get to level 40. Like to yeah. then have fun. To then oh, have it, fun. it does get good eventually. I promise. Yeah, exactly. Promise, just stick with it. <laughs> but yeah, so Avengers is still bad. Yes, yeah, still not <laughs> doing what we want. So my last bit of news I have, um, I'm going to talk about Xbox and Bethesda, and how that their deal is finally complete. They are finally mm-hmm. merged. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are still separate entities, 
but they are, you know, are under Microsoft's umbrella. Yeah. Um, and the first bit we sort of got was, as a result, 20 Bethesda titles came to Game Pass. Game Pass, yeah. Uh, and, you know, some of these were already on there, um, but they cheekily were like, oh, 20 titles. Uh, five of them were on there before, but don't But that don't count. It. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> so uh, we got Dishonored, Dishonored 2. We got the Prey games. We got um, all of the Dooms except for Doom 2016, which I was like, why not just put Doom 2016 on there yeah. as well? But Doom Eternal's on there. Doom Freeze on there, which I've always been interested in because it's kind of like the failed reboot um, that led to, to Doom Eternal. It's a first-person horror version. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Doom 3. I've never seen it, to be fair, Doom 3. It's on Game Plus, Jack. Give it a go. Yeah, it's I'm weird. Right. Let us know what you think because it's weird complete, in a bad way. It's like or? Dead Space as opposed no, yeah, to... Yeah, it's oh, just wow. different. I don't know. Oh, wow. It's completely you, different. You, isn't it's it? not a Doom game in my nice. eyes. It's, like a, it's more like a horror game oh, than I might anything else. Nice. I'd love to... I'd like, I think I'd like to play it at some point. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you've got all the Elder Scrolls titles, including Morrowind, like, which blew my mind because Morrowind is Elder Scrolls 3 which is an Xbox original game. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to play it. Like, I'm, I'm going to be horrified, but I'm going to play it because it's, it's, it's a, from memory, it's a very good game, but I don't know if it's too dated. But I think it's beautiful that, like, if someone plays The Elder Scrolls, they have the possibility to go back and play the old ones um, because I know a lot of the times if you enter a new franchise, you want to experience the old ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of players do. Not necessarily everyone, because some people can't get over the um, technological degradements. <laughs> <laughs> sort of as they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just loads of Bethesda titles. Oh, all the Wolfensteins, which I will play through. Actually, I've decided. Uh, I, I don't know all what order. I was going to say. Them. Yeah, uh, including uh, the ugly stepchild of... Um, Wolfenstein, which I think was already on there. The one with the two chicks. I have no idea. Jack knows. Young Jack Jack. knows. Um, Uh uh, I mean, I can't talk because I haven't played them. I just know that that one's kind of like, everyone's like, oh, Wolfenstein's great. Oh, except for that one. So I'm I'm quite excited to play through all four of them, I think they are. Um, But yeah, so that's just the game part. Me and Zach played it like once, but... But uh, we 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 had we like spent about a couple of hours playing it, and we were like, "Oh, this is quite fun." And um, it was just like pointless, chaotic fun. But we were like, "Oh, this is fun," and then we never ever went back to it again. <laughs> well, the thing that's weird so, is, that, is the others are like really story driven, and then yeah. this one's like a co-op adventure, chaos, game. and it's just chaos as well. It's just like, but like not chaos necessarily in a good way either. Like they give you the option of stealth, but stealth is practically impossible. Uh, yeah, all oh. I know is I've just seen the clips of the most cringy interactions ever where they're like, yeah. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah man. Hell yeah, yeah dude. And yeah, they're just like, bad. what is going on? Like, I just assumed it was supposed to be like that. <laughs> no, because the dad is really like, he's just a, a badass Nazi killer. It was memed heavily when it came out because they were like, what is up with this like 90s like daughters? Like, <laughs> just weird. Um, but anyway, so that's all on Game Pass. We got some information about exclusivity. And did either of you see this? What, with uh, Bethesda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So this is really interesting. So they will honour all their past deals. 
um, which includes, you know, active games on other platforms. So Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. Online. So games that are concurrent, that are carrying on, uh, they will carry on on those platforms. Um, and obviously they will honor stuff that was already in place. So Deathloop. Deathloop will always be on PlayStation because that was a prior agreement, right? Yeah, it will yeah, be timed exclusive. And then if they do another one, it will go to PlayStation and it will probably be a timed exclusive again. Which again, like kudos, that's fair enough. And they probably don't want to pay the whatever the fine is to Sony to get out of it as well, which is the other way you can look at it. Yeah, they're still getting money from it. Either they're honouring their um, agreements or Microsoft thought, oh, I don't want to pay that to Sony just for this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's positive. But that does throw up it looks to be and we still don't have solid confirmation but it looks to be that all new ips so starfield and whatever else comes out of all the studios will be exclusive to microsoft but what we don't really know yet is because it's kind of vaguely worded i personally my interpretation is all uh, massively online games like 76 and ESO will continue on all platforms. But right. I would not be surprised if the next single player Elder Scrolls, the next single player Doom, the next single player, you know, Fallout, I would not be surprised if they were Xbox exclusives. That would be amazing. And this kind of feels to be, but again, we talk about Xbox exclusive, exclusive to the Game Pass ecosystem, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. PC mobile phones xbox like whatever the game pass is on which again if that is the route they're going for which they seem to be hinting towards without they they say it with almost but without outright saying it right yeah um and if that's the way they're going then this is some strong arming um to sony to be like hey look you can have these games if you embrace our lord and savior the game pass yeah (laughs) but you know, Sony are currently planning their own Game Pass. This is something that's been confirmed. Um, whether they have the money to to make it as enticing as Xboxes will be really interesting to see. Like, because you know, as much as as I love Sony and I think their exclusives are great, does Sony have the wallet to compete with Microsoft? You know. And yeah. and mm-hmm. will they lose too much money if they make all their exclusives on a pass? Because that would definitely smash down Sony's earnings. I I I feel like it would. Mm-hmm. Because you know yeah. you pay what seventy to ninety uh, for a new game, as opposed to paying ninety a year as a pass for Sony. But that would be awful because think about how many exclusives you'd get. They'd be losing out on like five, six times the profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, there were a few more sort of interesting uh, revelations. Um, Todd Howard said the Game Pass is really exciting for Bethesda because it allows them and the studios that they own to really experiment with the market and to mess around and make new games, make different type of games, because that would be a financial risk before, but now it can go on the Game Pass. And it's almost a surefire hit that anything that goes on the Game Pass will do okay too well. Um, So, you know, I'm all for, as much as I want them to do what they're good at, I'm also for creatives trying new things, you know? 
Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I think it's exciting that the Game Pass gives developers a level of freedom that they don't have without it, if that makes sense. Because there's too much fear. There's too much fear of something failing. There's too much fear of this. They have to do this, things in a certain way. Whereas now they can sort of go a bit hog wild and go, you know what? We're going all in on this idea mm-hmm. because we have the safety blanket of the Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Again, really cool. Um, and then uh, Todd Howard, who is a creative director at Bethesda. I love Todd Howard. I go on about him a lot. I don't know how much you know about Todd. He's the meme king. <laughs> um, he's literally the most memed man. Uh, but he admitted that Fallout 76 was an abject failure. And um, he stated that he strongly believed had Xbox already been on board, Fallout 76 wouldn't have launched uh, as badly as it did. Right. Because one, he said they could have baited it in Game Pass uh, for for one thing, did an early access on Game Pass, which would have allowed them to basically be like, hey, play this if you want to, but it's not finished. And, you know, based on your feedback, will improve the game. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool, which also means they don't have to stress about sticking with their time constraints because they were kind of strong-armed into shotgunning it out by, you know, their scheduling and stuff, which is a sad reality of game development sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, we always say delay, 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 but sometimes investors get fidgety, right? And there's not a lot you can do. Um, And also he said the other aspect is they have a huge group of support teams at Xbox and those support teams could have fixed a lot of 76's issues, could have come in, could have helped out. Like when you sign on with Microsoft, you get a huge wealth of support, which I think can't be understated. These guys are just here to facilitate you. And they just, you know, they've said it's business as usual, just with that help because Microsoft doesn't want to ruin what they've got there. Microsoft wants them to carry on and get better, if anything, which Mm -hmm. is just such a nice mentality to see in gaming. Yeah, of course. And then the last thing I'll say is all their old Bethesda titles are going to get a 60 FPS boost. Nice. Which is very exciting. So you can play Morrowind, the cardboard-looking game it is, in 60 (laughs) FPS. That's what I like to hear. But yeah, so um, that's it for my news this week. I will go straight into my review. Um, and I had a couple of different stuff I was going to talk about, but I have to talk about <laughs> uh, the Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, which I don't <laughs> think will surprise anyone because I literally just said to the guys, I've been up since 3am. I worked till 12. I came home at half 12 and I immediately sat on my ass and watched the entire movie for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've come and I've sat at this desk and it was very hard to concentrate during my news because all I can think about is Justice League. And I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Oh, it sounds like you know how you feel about it. Yeah, you definitely over text sounded like. <laughs> yeah. I think I love it. I think I am <laughs> madly in love with this movie. But I also will admit there's still stuff I dislike. Right. Okay. But you can love a movie and still find some faults with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, it's four hours. And some people have gone, oh, it's, it's four hours too long. But, you know. But they are broken up into, aren't they, four, se- four segments? Is it uh, six or was segments? It, 
Oh, okay. So yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you don't it, have to watch it all so, in one so, go. So you, you can want. technically watch it. You could pause yeah. it when you get to the segment and you yeah. go away, you come back. But I would say this... You wouldn't probably, be able to. <laughs> the most optimal experience is to watch this in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and my God, is it an experience. I, I, I actually don't feel like I ever had... It's kind of hard to explain, um, but it's such a unique experience. I don't, I mean, I've watched long movies before, but I think my problem is Justice League, they shot four hours of content, right? Originally, before Josh Whedon came in, before Snyder left, they shot four hours. And that is the cohesive, the complete, the whole story. And it's just there. It's it's on, it's, it's in its entirety. It feels cohesive. It's an entire narrative. Uh, and the problem with the theatrical release is one, there's a lot of Josh Whedon stuff. There's a lot of changes, but it's also four hours of footage condensed into two hours, two, yeah, two hours and 10 minutes or whatever that original cut was. And my God, no wonder the movie was such a disaster. And I think it's the same with Batman v Superman, even the extended cut, there's still like half an hour or more content missing. And when you go, oh God, right, okay, this is the narrative. This makes sense. Every everyone gets character development. Everything. Oh, I just, I absolutely adore this movie, and I can happily report all of the Justice League have a purpose in this cut. <gasps> all of them have a reason for being. <laughs> no there. way. All of, all of them contribute something to the story. Even the Flash. Even the Flash's bits. I was like, this is quality. Why was this cut? This is such a cool idea. <laughs> And yeah, it's just, it's a, the, my problem is this is a very dense movie. If you are not a comic book fan, if you don't like these movies, if you don't, if you're not a geek, it's not mainstream. Um, and it's mm-hmm. not made to be mainstream. Um, it's not like the Marvel movies where they, they sort of tease things at you and they keep it grounded to reel you in and then go crazy, right? This is just a comic book movie and it's just there and it just has everything. Um, but it's four hours. So it's spread out very well. It's very well paced um, and it's consistent. It's the, the tone is consistent. It's very dark. It's very gritty. It has some light, uh, lighter hearted moments, but nowhere near the gags and the sort of silliness of the Josh Whedon cut that all yeah. that stuff is gone. And it was also very exciting to watch it and be like, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, okay, so is this a Josh Whedon scene or is this a Snyder scene? And obviously if it wasn't in there, it was a Josh Whedon scene. And I'd say about 90% of the stuff in my brain that I thought was Whedon, obviously that wasn't in there, I was very satisfied because I was like, I knew that was a Josh Whedon scene Mm -hmm. that he'd reshot and put in there. And Josh Whedon, apart from 10% of, I think, his stuff I enjoyed, 90% of it just drags the film down and is so good it's just thrown in the bin. Um, and that Snyder has, you know, this full... And Cyborg gets character development. Like, they actually made Cyborg cool. Like, because the whole thing is, like, he's kind of just this bad Iron Man knockoff in the original cut. But yeah. in this, you know, he's a supercomputer. He, he is a living supercomputer. Like... Yeah. That is actually insane. And some of the stuff he does, you're like, whoa, this is actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like if like Ultron from the Marvel movies was a good guy. Mm. And you're like, whoa, like, because it's, it's just it kind of insane the possibilities he can do. Because are, uh, are you guys going to watch this? 
I um, probably will, yeah. but I I will watch it eventually. But I'm not because what I won't. So I won't say any spoilers, and also I don't want to spoil it for anyone at home who hasn't seen it, who wants to watch it. For anyone wondering, um, in America you have to have HBO Max. Uh, in the UK, if you have Sky Cinema, you can watch this as part of your Sky Cinema package. Oh no way! I've got go Sky into cinema, the cinema bit, and it's literally right there. I don't have Sky Cinema. So what I did was I went on Now TV. It's also on Now TV. Um, mm-hmm. I signed up for a seven-day free trial. I'm going to cancel it after. I'm going to watch <laughs> it again, and then I'm going to cancel my free trial. So if you want to watch it, sign up for Now TV. Uh, I watched it on the Xbox. You can watch it on your laptop, on any anything. You can watch it on your smart TV, on Now TV. Um, but yeah, so also free trial, guys. Watch it for free and then unsubscribe. <laughs> that's all I'm, I'm saying. sure now TV are gonna love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll blacklist the pod. Uh, never working with them. Uh, yeah, just it's just it's so gratifying for me. And um, without any spoilers, if this film doesn't get a sequel, it's gonna go down as one of the most annoying endings of all time. Because the setup is quality. It's actually, it's not like annoying setup. It's like, oh my god, setup. Like, I need a sequel. And then like you have all these quotes where they're like unsure, like Sack Snyder's like, oh, unsure if we're doing a second one. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, and they oh, and and when a movie is good and it sets stuff up satisfyingly. Like, it kind of sets up a, a, a Superman 2 with Cavill that I don't think we're getting. It kind of sets up the Batman with Ben Affleck, and I'm like, because obviously it was all shot when that was the plan to go forward, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, and we see Joe Mangan, Yellow's, you know, Deathstroke, and um, no spoilers, obviously, Lex Luthor gets his head shaved at the end of Batman v Superman, and yeah. Jesse Eisenberg with his head shaved. I'm actually digging it. Um, he's he feels like Lex Luthor. Um, the Joker cameo. I won't say what happens in it, but Jared Leto. I was like, you are so good. I want to see you in something. Like, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people love. I love Heath Ledger. He's my favorite, right? And yeah, yeah, I yeah. did but not just... like Walking yeah. Phoenix. I know that's oh, a really? huge controversial take, but yeah. I thought his Joker was kind of just mopey sad clown man yeah. <laughs> i think that yeah the film was it, it was put in a different direction uh, entirely, I, wasn't I know it? i know i know a lot of people love that movie and um i think it's an amazing movie i just don't really i i think i was so hyped for joaquin phoenix yeah, it yeah. disappointed me whereas this version of leto's joker that we get in in, in this I was so intrigued and I was like, oh, this is so comic booky. This is so like similar to some of the animated movies. Like, like he just, it, oh, Jack, I can't wait for you to watch it because the little <laughs> bits that he gets are so captivating. And I think Zach yeah. as well. I'd love Zach's opinion on it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think four hours is too long uh, because, you know, when a series comes out on Netflix, how many people binge watch eight episodes? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's even longer. Like, because I saw people complaining. I was like, yeah, but how many of you if binge it was an watch e- if, Netflix yeah, series? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they called that, it the, you know, Justice League series, they'd be like, oh, okay. People would just expect that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You watch, so how many people watch Daredevil in one day? 13 hours. This is four hours. This is. Yeah. Far more manageable than most TV shows, um, you know. Or even if it's an eight-hour, eight-episode show, it's still half the length of that. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it is intense. It's it's full on, but it, it's just it is. It feels like the story that we should have gotten. That it feels like it was clearly wrote from beginning to end. Everything has meaning. Everything has emotion. There's elements of horror in it. There's elements of, of, of all Hans Zimmer's back with all his iconic soundtracks, these characters. We even got a flash soundtrack, which was cut from the original movie. And I was like, Oh my God, why did they cut this? Like the Flash's soundtrack is, it's really good. Um, and, I will say I love everyone in their roles. I think Ben Affleck kills it as Batman in this. Uh, he's so much better than the awful Justice League cut. Like he feels like a more brooding Batman. He has a few jokes, yeah. but they feel in keeping with his character as opposed to the Justice League cut where he's like trying to be Tony Stark and it doesn't work. Yeah, um, yeah it just... I just, everyone nails it. I mean, I'm still unsure on Flash, uh, on Ezra Miller. Um, but that's just because... I really cause... Like, liked him and I wanted more of him. Well, well the thing is, I, I, I think he's, he, don't get me wrong, he's good at, he's really good actor. And he's actually amazing in this movie. He's, and in this cut, he gets so much more to do. And so okay. much more importance to the plot. And they kind of explain his time traveling, which we'll talk about once you've seen it. Um, which made me so happy because I was like, oh, the time travel makes sense now. Thank God. Um, and and it made me like, oh, I really like this. He's still not Barry Allen. Like, it doesn't feel like the character from the comic books or the animated series, which is my problem with it. But for what they've tried to do, I like... Everything that's done is good and his quality and his acting is phenomenal. And it is great within the story. But if I said Barry Allen, he's not Barry Allen to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get that. As an out of context character from the comic books. Um, but separating that, it is a good performance. He still runs like a spaz, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but Batman's not useless either. He does some cool kung fu. Um, he does I, some cool can, kung fu. And he also does some important stuff during the final battle instead of just like look at Superman like, <gasps> oh, help me. <gasps> Um, which is satisfying. Uh, the uh, just so many of the action sequences are just improved, especially the final act. The final act, I was like, oh my god, they cut so much stuff, and I'm so happy. But it's so much better, and even all the dark side stuff and the Steppenwolf stuff. He feels like a proper, fully fleshed out villain. And hey, I can't spoil it, but once you've seen it, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about all the alien invasion stuff because that is a huge arc that was just completely cut out all his motivation all, all the world building you know there's like a 15 minute battle sequence in this where you have the gods the the greek gods and the atlanteans and the amazons and and the kingdoms of men it's like lord of the rings and they're fighting dark side's army <laughs> during the like first age and you're like oh my god like this is just epic um so like i say i'll, I'll wrap it up now um this was a spoiler-free review. I absolutely adored this movie. Um, Although he said was, I was waiting for you to just say it, and this is what happened. <laughs> I, 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 this was, was a spoiler-free review. But now! <laughs> and, and, and I think give it a go. My and time. I, and like I say, if you're in the UK um, and you've got a spare four hours, now TV, free subscri- a free trial for seven days, just remember to cancel it. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and watch it and, and just see what you think. And at the end of the day, if you didn't like it, you didn't spend any money on it. 
maybe it's four hours of your life you didn't get back but <laughs> that's, it, it, that's a good point <laughs> if you're a fan of these like comic book movies if you're a fan of dc if you're a fan of these characters if you're a fan of these actors especially because i love henry Cavill, i love ben affleck i love jason momoa i like gal gadot um i mean i even really actually liked cyborg and i was surprised i liked cyborg what um well, just because I think he's a really bland character, especially in the original cut. But in this, they gave him so much character development and so much of his own. And they explored his powers in a way that I'd never thought about. Like I said, he's a supercomputer. He is the most, he, he could hack anything. He can do anything. He's basically a technological age god, right? Because <laughs> he, he can hack any system. He could do, you know, he could destroy the world if he wanted to like it's when you actually think about the amount of power being able to control the internet would give someone mm-hmm. like, just think about that think about being able to control all the government's firewalls yeah. all the government systems like all the countries in the world like you are essentially a god in the technology age right yeah and he's got but- that gun on inside his brain yeah. <laughs> and the movie does a really good job of showing that and some of the scenes, it's like a painting, man. It's beautiful. Like some of the frames, it's like art. Like you watch it, like even, I won't say what happens, but the opening sequence, I found it truly haunting. And I was like, oh, this is so art house. Like this is so, and I don't like like arty films, but like there's certain stuff where you go, wow, I, I would never have thought of that. And that just looks beautiful. Like, and you know, the CGI, there's a lot of it. Um, so it is a CGI fest. Um, but on the most part, I wouldn't say there's any bad CGI. It ranges from like, okay, to like, oh my God, this is the most realistic looking thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it ranges between that because there's a lot of CGI in the movie. But my God, I just, like I say, uh, it just feels like this movie was made for me. And um, it just gave me, I was just like smiling throughout. Um and it, it just, uh, you know, I just pray for a sequel. But I'll leave it there. Um, I think you, if you, if you, if that sounded interesting to you, owe it to yourself to go away uh, and watch it on one of the platforms we've mentioned. Um, you know, maybe message pod to us what you thought. Am I crazy? Is it hot styling, hot, hot steaming poo? And I'm just mad. Um, but. Yeah, it did definitely. I mean, you've put it this way. You've made me want to watch it more because I wasn't really that fussed initially, but now I want to watch it solely just to see how different it is. Well, I hope I haven't hyped you up too much, though, because do you know why I think I loved it as well so much? It's I went in with no expectations. Yeah, that was kind of what I was going to do when I watched it. But now so maybe I've hyped you you've up hyped too much. Us. Yeah, so <laughs> you've ruined it. Well done. <laughs> maybe. Okay, anyway, but... no, I will watch it. Okay. Uh, and once you've both watched it, let me know because we'll do a, a, a spoiler discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So that's okay. my review. Yeah, well, I'm interested to watch it and then we'll get to talk about it again on the podcast once everybody's seen it. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so moving on to my review, I've got um, a bit of a backlog of reviews. So, so it's hard for me to pick one because like I keep yeah, thinking, oh, I, I want to talk about this. Oh, no, I want to talk about this. And I definitely have one. I'm already thinking about my one for next week, which is really bad. But um, it's better than not having a review. So um I'm going to review something I talked about on the podcast previously, but didn't have at the time the option of playing it. Um, and that is the medium, uh, which came out on the game pass, a horror game. Uh, the uh, kind of main element of the game was being able to play in two alternate realities at the same time. That was kind of like the spin that they took. Um, obviously it wasn't compatible with Xbox one um, or anything 
or any previous gen. It had to be the uh, Xbox Series X or S um, to play it. Obviously, I got it on the Game Pass free and I got myself a new Xbox finally. So I was like, right, this is going to be one of my first games I'm going to play. Um, yeah, I mean, I do you remember I told you there was a lot of controversy. It was either you love it or you hate it. It was kind of marmite. Yeah, yeah. The way the camera angles worked. Um, Troy Baker is fantastic as the bad guy. Um, it, it was amazing. Um, but um, yeah. So I, bought, I downloaded the game. I, it was one of the first experiences I had with an actual next-gen made game. So I was kind of, I had my expectations high because I was like, this should look stunning, should run stunning, things like that. And I wasn't disappointed. Um, the game itself, it's going to sound really weird because it's a horror game and it's a horror experience. But I, do you know what? I just thought it was a really nice game to play. And it sounds really... Sounds, no, it sounds odd, right? Yeah, but it sounds like it, it was not fit yeah. for horror. No, so, no. So, so, no, so would, would you say, though, Jack, because I know mm. your first review on the podcast, wasn't it Blair Witch? Yes, it was, yeah. Would you say this is a good follow-up? To Blair Witch, because that's that's what I've got in my brain. Completely different. Not even like like as in the type of game it is is just a million miles away from the type of psychological horror that Blair Witch is. So essentially, she is a she is a medium. So she can she's from from a young girl. She had the ability to see and communicate with um, spirits, and essentially she could she she learned from a young age how to help people cross over to the uh the spirit world so essentially people who had died but weren't letting go of the re- the real world were still lingering and she learned how to how to pass them over um and kind of set them free in a way um and the game the story is one of them stories where i was hooked from the very first very start because the game opens with her telling us she tells the story essentially um and it starts off with her talking about how she's been having the same dream for a long, long time. And it's um, a a young girl running through the woods. She's being chased by someone who she doesn't know. And she gets to the docks and um, it always, her dream always ends with a gunshot on the docks and the little girl being, well, falling into the river. Um, Mm -hmm. And so instantly you're like, okay, so this is like a mystery game. Obviously it's all going to be surrounding that one thing. Um, and obviously, as you probably expect, with no spoilers, and I won't tell you anything about it because it's kind of the whole reason you play, um, the game goes full circle. By the end of the game, you understand exactly what she's talking about and why she's been dreaming about it. Yeah. But why I say it's a nice game, it's because, don't be wrong, there's jump scares. There is um, there's some really great eerie atmospheres and some really intense scenes um like there's a couple of chase scenes by the uh, the villain um which like i say is voiced incredibly but he's really <laughs> disturbing and there's a couple of scenes where it's a chase segment essentially so you you just you have no choice but to run and you have to follow a certain path obviously um mm-hmm. like most chase segments but i they are really intense like because the game kind of creates this really storytelling slow walkthrough experience um and then you know with this creepy eerie vibe and then all of a sudden they don't like it's not like oh and here's the big bad guy and it gives you a second to prepare and it's like oh and now you have to run through this like obstacle course we've put in front of you it's kind of more like you'll be walking along and then just all of a sudden the camera angle changes slightly and it's like oh and he's right there and you just have to just start sprinting and like I'm not gonna lie. It was a couple of times I got I got caught and I died and I was like, right, I have to start again. But um, 
yeah, there's, there's, you know, not many mechanics. There's some cool, um, she has like, it's a, um, have you ever played either of you? Bradley, you probably remember it from when we were kids. Do you remember when our parents played Broken Sword? Yeah, yeah, Broken right. Sword. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. You remember how Broken uh, Sword works. You walk around, you look at things like in the environment. Point and click. Eventually. Point and click. That yeah. is exactly how this is feel. it feels to me. It reminds me of it. And I showed my mum and she said to me, wow, it looks like Broken Sword. And I was like, <laughs> so it was kind of nostalgic for me in a way because I haven't really played. The only other game I've played similar, which I could compare it to that you'd know, Chris, was Until Dawn where you walk around the room oh, and you interact okay. with things in the environment. Experience. Yeah. And you look at, you pick stuff up, you look at the, obviously you can't change the I'm outcome moving, of the game. But you're like, yeah. So you're this character and you're just kind of in her situation and you, you know, there's hundreds of letters you can read hundreds of like photographs. Yeah, you can look I, I, I get why that would be polarizing. If people yeah. are expecting a certain type of game. Right? Exactly. And then they're getting this kind of like, cause I'll be honest, not a lot happens in the sense of, um, a horror game like other than the occasional there's a couple of segments where you have to sneak around from the hiding from the villain and stuff and there's a couple of um, obviously uncomfortable chases and things like that but the rest of it is more just occasional jump scares but with a really well-told story like i found that i enjoyed playing the game solely because i wanted to understand like i wanted to know what was going on the whole time i was like i just want to get to the end to find out if it's all going to make sense mm. um and it did and i was pleased with that i, I think the story did very well um they, they tell it in a really great way they implement simple features but ones that are fun nevertheless like because she can obviously she splits off into these there's segments of the game where you split off into these um alternate realities so she's she'll be in the real world and also in this um the spirit world and you walk around as her in both but obviously you have to navigate both paths if you know what i mean so sometimes you'll hit a wall in the real world and she can't get through mm -hmm. so she can focus on the spirit world and she can have an out-of-body experience to get to the other side and unblock it in the real world Oh, really? So oh, like there's cool. puzzle solving elements to that. Like um, if she's out of her body for too long, she dies because she can't then return. So she then oh, gets stuck. So, yeah. So it's like, it's really, it's actually it is quite sad because it's actually like she leaves her body to go so into the spirit lost. world. And well, yeah, she starts dissolving essentially. So her body starts disappearing. So she'll oh, start, right. if she doesn't get back quick enough, she fades. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there's some really cool mechanics in there, but um, I just more would give the game credit because I enjoyed the whole experience. I thoroughly enjoyed the story and I think it's just really well written. Like you, you become invested to these characters without even meaning to like, like you don't, I, I had no reason to particularly think like, Oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm attached to this character. I didn't even know who she was at the start, but they do a really good job of character development so quickly. And like you meet these people and the first time you meet them, you're like, none of them are really substantial to the story other than a few, but you just, you kind of like care about them straight away. And you're like, I, I kind of want to just make sure that this journey ends with them being okay. And like, there's, I'd give credit majorly to, um, there is one um, young girl. She's, I don't know if she, the voice actor is a young lady, but she's, um, she voices a character, which Bradley is probably, you probably say after oh, that as well. She voices a character called sadness and she's she's a she's a little girl yeah so she's a little girl well she's a little girl who is stuck in the spirit world and she's sadness yeah and she basically she's she's I'd there sad, in, yeah well she's there in the spirit world right and is she, she okay? essentially well essentially you find her um and she, she obviously she can communicate with you because you see spirits and 
you ask her who she is and she says that her name's sadness or whatever. Um, but she's just a little girl and she's basically, you know, that she's dead, but she doesn't really know that she's dead. And, oh, that's she, awful. and she's, yeah. And she spends the game. Like obviously she's in the spirit world and she's got um, like, she's actually, well, she's not just dead. She's, really deformed like she's she's lost her arm and she's got like like she's rotting like all over her body but she's so jolly and happy and like she follows you around and she like she she impacts the story massively and like again even though you don't have a obviously she does become you do find out more about her but the the majority of the game is just her telling talking to you and following you around and you know telling you where to go and stuff and yet you become so attached to her and you just want to know who she is and why she's like why you're there like why she's helping yeah um and I just love that. I just thought it's, I just think, you know, don't go into it expecting an intense horror game because I didn't, you know, for someone who loves horror, especially it's not scary. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think yeah, the game was scary no, at I all. Think that, I think again, that's expectations. So isn't it? Yeah, Cause you just, I you think a lot game. of people yeah. who disliked it now, yeah, now horror. those negative reviews make yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah, exactly. And that, that will be why, because yeah, don't go into expecting a horror experience, but if you go, I would say more go into it knowing it's got horror elements, but just enjoying a really well-told story and like a really, you know, a game you'll, you'll get invested in and you'll, you'll finish it and go, wow. And um, that, that's really all there is to say about it. There's not too much to it. I felt like it was a perfect runtime as well. Like I felt like you can do it if you sat down for a, you know, a day, you could probably just do it start to finish. It's not really long, but it felt the right length because I feel like if it was any longer, you'd start to get a bit like, okay, come on. I just want to know now. Yeah. But if it was shorter, you'd go, what? Like, that's ridiculous. I feel like I haven't played it for long. So um, I feel like it was a perfect length, but my one final thing I have to say on it, which I really liked, it's such a small touch. And yet I really liked it um, at the end of the game. Um, Cause I, apparently it was made by a fairly small studio. Um, and they at the end of the game it finishes and uh, like an announcement comes up at the end and it basically thanks you as a player for playing their game and says that they put a lot of hard work and time into developing this story and coming up with this multi-dimensional gameplay mechanics and stuff um, but then it actually says at the bottom um, it asked whether or not you'd be willing to leave them a review and leave comments on what they could improve for their future games and i i, I don't know why that's no, so just, sweet isn't it i just it's i felt just like so like oh like yeah. i just i love that, that yeah, i always they, love like, when developers interact anyway but well, that's, that's like I, I was you know really we sure, knew like, these what yeah. can we do better this so. is what i loved because they it says exactly that basically like we hope you really hope you enjoyed the medium you know this is our biggest project so far blah 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 um you know we're working we're you know working on things trying to make things better um, and we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a review and any comments um negative or positive about what we could improve in future games we really appreciate oh, the just, feedback and i'm like so good that was just the nicest touch after finishing a game yeah, like but it that also just I, shows you that they're passionate about their games and they yeah, want they to care. do what they can yeah. imagine seeing that at the in end cod. of yeah <laughs> or, imagine, imagine fifa is it even yeah. credits in fifa <laughs> no because you can't finish it well there you go so like you don't ever get to acknowledge the developers imagine seeing credits in fifa and then afterwards being like what do you want for fifa 2022 yeah, it's like yeah. Would you like a no. game or, um, <laughs> same one same yeah, yeah. We'll, same we'll do same one <laughs> yeah but anyway so yeah that's my review on the medium i mean it was one i had to talk about just because it was my first real experience with next gen as well and i mean the game looks beautiful it plays beautiful and i just yeah i think if you i think more people would enjoy it even if they weren't fans of horror because yeah. of what it's about um mm-hmm. and yeah it's just and that sums it up for me it was nice it was a nice oh, experience i get it now it, it yeah. sounds it 
You know how you feel, Bradley, when you finish um, Edith, What Remains of Edith Finch? Yeah. And that's the same sort of way I felt. Like, like, that was it. a nice game. Yeah, it was just yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my review. Uh, Dan, the medium is on Game Pass. Nice. For that was, that was a nice short, sweet review as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine will probably, you know, be quite nice and short and sweet. Um, mine's going to be Neo 3. <laughs> <laughs> Does that exist? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And they, they basically said that they don't plan on doing it anytime. Bradley's you know, like, I made this whole game up in my head. It is fiction. <laughs> I'm like, right, I'm going to pitch Neo 3 to you two. And that'll be my review segment. <laughs> and no, then as I'm much... pitch it to the devs. <laughs> as much as I would love to continue to talk about Neo 2, I am still playing it. Um, and we'll probably plan it for another month or two. Um, <laughs> it just will never end. I'm going to go, as Jack did, um, in, into my backlog of games that I completed before I started playing Neo 2. And a, a game, you know, because this is still going to be a Souls-like segment for me so far. I'm not ending that trend. Um, and a game that I played recently um, is called Code Vein. Now, have either of you heard of Code Vein? Yeah, I've have, heard. but I have no idea. Isn't it on the game? It's on Game Pass. I've seen yeah, it on Game Pass. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So it's basically obviously it's a Souls. Continuing the trend of Bradley talking about every game, and it's <laughs> even no already idea. on the Game I Pass, it or Steam. it comes to the Game Pass. <laughs> so it's it's a Souls like, but I would say it's quite a nice Souls like to play if you're new to the genre. It's not to me, at least, it's not that hard in comparison to to other souls like and it really makes it um kind of easy to get into um you always have like an ai companion unless you like you have to actually turn it off if you don't want an ai companion um which i didn't even know you could turn it off it was only till i got to like the end of the game that my fiance was like um yeah you can turn it off and i was like oh <laughs> it's like i thought they were just with you i thought it was like a permanent thing um hey, bradley are you engaged yeah do you not know no Wait, what? <laughs> Did you not know? Oh my god, congratulations! Yeah, what the congrats, hell? Man. <laughs> it's like half a year ago. Well, I don't know. You, you don't tell us anything. <laughs> I, just, oh. I thought you knew. I swear, I swear that. You said it. I was <laughs> like, Did you just say. Fiance, like, yeah, that's more in my brain. Thing. I was. Serious. I was like, Fiance? Forever immortalized in the, in the podcast. That oh, that's You sweet. didn't know. Yeah. I like that. That's made my day. That is. your yeah. mum knows, Jack. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure she knows. She just didn't go, tell I you. She, yeah, I just assumed you knew because she knew. But anyway, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go like RKO her after this. <laughs> be like, oh, hello. I, I just assumed you were <laughs> dropped. <But> anyway, <laughs> he's joking. I don't know. How's Bradley? I don't know. How is? It's so weird. I just assumed she would have would have said because I didn't really tell people. It was well, like, you'd think oh, it, yeah, no, pass you, it on. No, you'd, was, <laughs> you'd think you'd think that yeah, you exactly. told me. Well, no, but like, I, I never know how to bring these things up. Yeah. You know, it's like, like we'll just say you just drop it in the way. Yeah, I got I got engaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I I um yeah actually yeah it was quite a while ago. Anyway, I um. I actually got this game um, while I was in my Souls-like phase, and it was actually a game that I planned to play entirely co-op. And it has the same Dark Souls-y co-op. You, you have to, you know, kind of summon your friends um, to your world. And it's quite frustrating because when you're in your, your, you know, kind of friend's world, you can't actually interact with anything realistically. You, you have to just kind of like go along and be like, there's an item over there for you to get. <laughs> oh, so it's kind of like Fable Carp. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're you're in their world through and through. You you know you still have progression for you, but apart from your you know your progression, you're not getting anything into the, you know to mm. do with their 
um, their world. So you're not getting any items, you're not getting any sort of story progression for you. Um, and that was one of the things that I kind of, I disliked the idea of at first. So because it is, you know, like that, you can't get any sort of progression for you. Um, when you get to a new area, if you get like, so I would always uh, go into her world first and then we would go through the, the area together. But then I would go back to mine and I am, you know, still at the beginning of the area. Um, so what we'd have to do or what we just like settled to do was actually to, to then just switch. So then she'd come to my world. Um, and at first it was kind of like in my head, I was like, that's going to be very tedious. Um, but I actually really enjoyed doing that because I thought it, it gives you a way to experience the game twice, essentially in one go. And you get to, because these types of games are all about kind of experiencing it multiple times and new game pluses and stuff. Um, so you get to do like a primary run through, you get to like get all the items. And then by the time you get to mine, it was like an efficiency game for me. Because it was like, how quick can I get around this area, get all the items and then get to the like bonfire and, and rest. And I really enjoyed playing through everything twice because um, I do love learning like the areas and the enemies that are there um, and things like that. And yeah it's basically it's just like this really weird game that's it's like anime and it's set in like a post-apocalyptic world and you're basically like vampires <laughs> and and you say it all out loud and you're like yeah it really is weird um and it is it's a very strange game and it it doesn't it you know it doesn't take itself overly seriously but it still has a pretty good story i would say um I, it's one of those stories as well that you can get a lot out of if you're interested in it. So one of the key kind of concepts for the game is this idea of blood codes. So blood codes are essentially like a class, um, which I really like the, the way they did that, that the classes are kind of things you get from people. So people can give you their blood codes and like killing people will give you their blood codes. Um, and I really liked that because it meant I didn't have to commit to a specific like, um play you know play style i could kind of switch it later if if uh, um and you still got like leveling and stuff but the leveling would be generic so it would kind of boost all stats and then you you have these blood codes uh, codes which were stationary um and the blood codes had like different abilities and stuff um but they have like different stat bonuses and it kind of it made it really fun you can kind of you know progress through the game by getting these new blood codes um but you get these things called vestiges and uh, they basically upgrade your blood codes. But the cool thing about the vestiges is that if, if you're interested in it, you get a lot of backstory about different characters. So you can kind of take them to, uh, to this person and you get to kind of play through memories and, and they're kind of like walking simulators where you, you just kind of watch. And it's really, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those things. I, I didn't really pay too much attention because I was more interested in just kind of the combat and stuff, but it was one of those things that was quite cool just to, to see, you know, just to, mm, just yeah. to kind of have that. Um, because there are some characters that I did watch because I was interested in them. And I, I thought like, Oh, I like this character. I'm going to kind of watch through this one. And it was really cool to see their backstory, but you, you, you literally kind of walk in past and you see these kind of um, like the flaws of forming, you know, that kind of uh, thing in games where like the, the rubble is kind of forming in front of you as you walk. And it's yeah, one of those kind of areas. Like yeah. Like yeah. And then like off in the distance, you can see kind of like stationary points in their life where an event happened and they're talking, you know, over it. It's all fully voice acted. Um, and and I thought that's like it's, it had a really good style to it. I, I I really like the way um, 
it kind of presented itself. It wanted to be its own thing. You know, it's created this weird and wacky world. Um, and it really stuck to that. And it was like, okay, we're a post-apocalyptic vampire game and we are going to do it well. And it did have quite a good story, like, especially for souls. Like I, again, I always say that I never really am interested by the souls like stories. I feel um, like that's a really quite interesting combination though as well. Exactly. I quite yeah, like that post-apocalyptic and vampires. Exactly. Yeah. And like the whole idea is that the humans have kind of gone off and they've, and they, they've got this like red mist where vampires can't go through because well, they're called revenants. Um, and it's because like of the feeding and everything and um, there's like but again it brings up like ethical debates because there's like revenants that will feast on humans and revenants that will not feast on humans um, mm. because they're like no it's, it's not okay to just eat people it's twilight effect yeah and so you've got the um you've got these things called blood beads which they can feast off and they actually grow off on like off of trees and it's a really cool little thing like they look and it was one of those things where i was like do you have like a craving just to try and see what a blood bead tastes like? Cause they're like these really bright red, like almost glowing beads of, they look like a vial of, of like this red liquid and they look really tasty. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what it tastes like. Obviously we know it's blood, but in Maybe your head, you have like, a problem, bro. No, no, but like, it's all <laughs> anime. You know how in like animation food yeah. looks really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like Dragon that. Ball Z, you see like the meals and you're like, whoa. It's like this bright red vial and it just looks like it would taste like really sweet and you're like, I want to try one. And it's it's just one of those things. But yes. Yeah, so and you, to be fair, th- this is Japanese, isn't it? Yes. Their, so entertainment, their, their entertainment industry as a whole has a weird obsession with ha- having delicious looking food in shows and video games. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's just so this like, weird cultural thing. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's just, just like, boom. It's like even it's like Dragon so... Ball that has nothing to do with that. We just have an episode <laughs> where they're like, look at all this food and all the main characters are now going to pig out. And yeah. it's like, why I don't, don't think they there? intended to make it look delicious, but they're like, they're just really pretty. They're like mm. these blood beads, but I really like the way yeah, they, they grow should do, the they, trees. Should, they should make fast food. Imagine how much, how good they'd make their food look. Like, like <laughs> oh, real God, fast yeah. food. Open up a fast food restaurant. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It, it, it had like I really like the way the blood codes have their own abilities, and and you um, once you do get these abilities, um, you've got this cool thing where you can kind of use it and do a specific challenge. And once you do that challenge, you can then inherit the the ability, so you can then take it to another blood code. And so you've got this really cool kind of concept within the game of you can mix and match like yeah. blood codes you can take from one you know you want the stats of one but you want ability you know an ability or two from two other um vestiges um sorry blood codes and then you take it over you know you you inherit it and then take it over and you can get these really wacky combinations between them and i think that's part of the fun of the game is finding the cool combinations that feel slightly broken <laughs> and it's like that's what you want you want to feel like op and broken at one point um but it does limit itself in terms of um you can't do like the most stupid builds because um the blood codes will have as i said specific stats and you'll normally have like a requirement to use certain things so it's not like you can literally take every ability and put it anywhere you still will have a limitation to what you can do but in a nice way that's like don't be stupid (laughs) be realistic um and i really like that and yeah i think it it works so well as a co-op game i think if, if I hadn't been playing co-op, I don't think I would have enjoyed it anywhere near as much. It's one of those games. One of those, yeah. Because it is a good Souls-like, but I don't think it's a great Souls-like in terms of its combat and its systems. I think it's uh, kind of like in terms of the combat, it's probably 
its weakest point compared to like you know especially coming off of playing something like neo which is the best combat in in a souls like i've ever played it's it feels kind of weak it feels very simple very just right. like slap slap dodge um again the abilities add a lot to it but um not you know an insane amount where it completely obviously changes the fundamentals so I do think it's a really good game and I definitely will be going back to it. We'll be doing like new game plus cycles and things like that. And I, I, like I said, and I like the way in the end I kind of accepted that playing through it multiple times in terms of each area is actually kind of fun um, because you get to appreciate the area more. Obviously there are some areas in the game where you, you sit there, you play through it once and you're like, I have to do this again. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Oh, and you have to do it again. You just kind of rush through, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd recommend it if you're kind of looking for a mm. more casual entry into like yeah, Souls like, or, uh, or you'd mean, like a more cult facing mm. one. I mean, it's really it's on simple. The, it's on the Game Pass, so I might just give it a go. Yeah, yeah, you might really enjoy it. It's you know, again, it's it's quite simple, it's quite basic. So don't judge it as like this is what all Souls like are like if you think it is too one dimensional. Um, but it can yeah, be yeah. quite, it, you know, there's quite a lot. Of different things you can do in terms of the combat if you get into all the different like abilities and vestiges and stuff um but there's some really cool like just designs in the game so um the whole kind of parry system is based off of this i can't even like describe it basically your your kind of the, the armor you wear um it, it, i think it's called a blood veil is kind of part of your weapon kit um and so like one of the weapon types one of the easiest ones to to describe is you'll wear like your jacket over your shoulders you know like a cool guy and um the the sleeves will actually turn into two like hounds and you can attack with them right so it's like it's a weird thing where you can kind of um your 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 armor actually has an effect on in terms of what animations you get for certain attacks um if you use them but yeah so there's like some really cool designs and stuff and if you do play the game it would be cool to see if you you find them Mm. like as interesting as i did i think they just had some really um interesting way of of what they made the game look like especially because i really liked the anime style because i feel like not a lot of games do that kind of style no especially like original games like ips like i know that a lot of games follow the style if they obviously are animes in in terms of the show but not just completely original game new concept in that kind of style and i really like that there is a character creator um I wouldn't say like I thought it was really good in terms of from before I started playing it. It's not amazing once you do start kind of doing it. You can do a lot with it, but after seeing again Neo and kind of how much in depth that is, I was kind of like, ah. But it is anime, so pretty much anyone you make can look like you. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is one of those things. If you think about it, like an anime character, you know, with dark hair, can pretty much look like me. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, so. It's really cool. If you do get some, you know, free time in this on the Game Pass, I'd just download it. Maybe, maybe you two play together. No, go yeah, for it. It's not a bad shout. I mean, um, I'd, I'd look at a few pictures and stuff, and you know, I'm weird. I mean, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, but I'm not really sort of huge on that sort of, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, aesthetic. Uh, if that makes any yeah. sense. Um, but that being said, I was really intrigued by the premise, um, which is, you know, always yeah. a big hook for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think I will add it to the list of my play. I think later. you'd really enjoy it. That's why I talked about it. I think you'd really enjoy the kind of vestiges and finding more about you know the person whose blood code you had because some of the people 
that like their blood codes you have you don't necessarily ha- you have to have met them you could have just found their um, blood code out in the world and things like that so mm. i feel like you'd love those kind of memories yeah that, you know, that, memory diving and finding their history out and, and kind of how because a lot of the characters interact in terms of you had no idea that that person knew that person and things like that so i feel like that's something you'd really appreciate um whereas i was like get me back in let me level up let me level <laughs> i need me to level up i need to grind <laughs> who cares who he is i need to level up <laughs> i'm like skip yeah cool 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 give me the ability <laughs> yeah i don't care what you're doing i just want to play just hand it over but yeah so that was my review of code vein nice i mean like you say it's going on my i will add it to my play later list but Mm -hmm. i have my priority for my when i eventually get around to it um is my first on that play later list from your reviews is uh near near automata yeah that's that's on game pass isn't it it is yeah it's on my plate it's on my plate every every game you've talked about bradley i'm pretty sure almost all of them are on my play later classy games that's why but they're all on my play later and and (laughs) of all the fun you talk about near is is the one that um, Automata. i want to play the most um then probably um the uh, finch one is it finch yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 then that um, but but this will be added to the list, Bradley. Yes. Worry not. No idea when I'll get round to it because I have That's far fine. too much to play. It's fine. Near, near being at the top makes me happier. It is, you know, it, it can go on the list, but near is a better game. So I'm mm. glad you put that at the top. Excitement. Well, uh, are you ready to move on to the quiz? Yeah. I am. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I, I'm kind of kicking myself because I was like, oh, I wish I'd done Justice League quiz now because I'm still oh, on God the I'm still on the hype train. <laughs> Which is what I said earlier. I was sad. I only had like half an hour between finishing it and coming on the pod. And mm-hmm. bizarrely, the adrenaline rush I got from that movie, like, you know, I've been up since 3 a.m. I'm still buzzing. I'm still wide awake. I'm going to have a <laughs> major crash after we finish this. My oh. brain's just going to shut down. Yeah, it's going to die for like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I actually went with, in honor of the Bethesda and Microsoft merger, I've gone with a Bethesda quiz. Oh god! So it's on their, you know, various Yay, games. Yay! I know loads about them. It's it's mainly. <laughs> um, to be fair, I'm pretty sure all the questions are from either Fallout or Elder Scrolls. Okay. So I haven't gone super off, bro. Yeah, off that, brand. that's that's better. Um, it's better for you, Bradley. I'm not sure how good it is for Jack. <laughs> not very. I was like, this there's, there's an innate, um, you know, bonus for for Jack. Hey, I'd say better. It depends how old you've gone. Let, let's get uh, underway then. So the first one I've got is um, which character from um, another franchise meets an anticlimactic end in the Elder Scrolls Free Morrowind? Oh my god. Yeah, Jack, I'm out too. <laughs> and your options are A, Doom Guy, B, Indiana Jones, or C, Gandalf? Oh, it's Doom Guy. Do you actually know that? I don't. Oh, I was gonna say. I was about to, you know, sneakily be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think he's yeah, doing yeah, Doom Guy." Well, I'm going Doom Guy. I'm gonna go um, Gandalf because I have to. Oh, it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, well, that's just and that's even We're more funny because, as you know, as we talked about in this podcast, Bethesda are making an Indiana Jones game for LucasArts, <laughs> which is is kind of meta. 
So they've <laughs> they've always been big fans of, it. Yeah. of of Indian Jones, and it's hilarious. It's this little skeleton you find in the game, and he has notes scattered across this dungeon, and it basically details most of Indiana Jones. And it implies that he went through a portal and ended up in Elder Scrolls and was immediately killed <laughs> by the various monsters of the Elder Scrolls universe. And I just thought, oh, it's such an amazing anticlimactic death for like what in, in the real world is like this hero to go into Elder Scrolls and just be like some monster just like bit him and he just dies. <laughs> I was like, quality. It's great. Um, number two. In the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, who voices the character of Parthenax? God damn it. So uh, I know who Parthenax is, but I don't know the voice. So, so the options I've given you is option A, Troy Baker. Option B, Frank Welker, who is the voice of Megatron from um, a lot of the, from the original Transformers series. And I believe he was the voice of Megatron in the most recent Transformers movies because Hugo Weaving was in the first couple. Yeah. Um, and then your last option, option C, is Charles Marionette, who is the voice of Mario. And who is this for? What character? Parthenax. He is the good guy dragon that teaches the dragonborn um, shouts to fight the evil dragon. Michael. Do you know what shouts are, Jack? Yes. Okay. okay. I was like, I was like, because yeah, they have such a weird shouts. name. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. But it's like when, when he said that in my head, like I heard, yeah, like <laughs> literally, shouts. he teaches him shouts, and he's like, "Go on, you can do it." And he's like, uh, "Shout!" And he's like, "A little bit louder." Uh, <laughs> no, put your oomph into it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the guy who voices Megatron. Yeah, B. Frank Welker. So you yeah. both gone for B. Yeah, it's it, it's got to be. So you'll be shocked to find out it's, it's Charles Marionette. It's the voice of Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Parthenax. <laughs> you're, you're joking. No, I'm I legit. How mad, how mad is that? I was like, he kind of even sounds like Megatron a little bit. <laughs> Bradley. What? But, it's um, a me, a fast <laughs> Yeah, no, that's how I remember the Sky. I should have picked C. What was I doing? But... But how amazing is that? Like, I don't know if there was voice um, distortion, but if that was just off the back of the guy's talent, like, man, this guy m- m- has some range, right? Yeah. I, I thought that was all. When I saw that, I was like, this is incredible. I, I should have gone with this. that just because just it, was, it was too so good absurd. to not. Yeah. Okay, so in Elder Scrolls lore, how many subspecies of Khajiit are there? So option A, one you could eat to the furry ones. Yeah, they're the they're the catman. What what's the the lizards? Uh, Argonians. Ah, oh, that's it, Argonians. So um, your options are. I hate both so, of them. <laughs> so this is how many subspecies of Khajiit are there, and your options are one, you idiot. They are literally just a species of bipedal catmen. B, twenty, or C, three. So I'll go, I'll go, yeah, I've got to go with A. It's, it's just it's What was the first option? First option is one, you idiot. One, you idiot. They are literally just a species of bipedal catmen. And then B is 20 and C is first, is, is free. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with A as well. So it's got to be A. Okay, so it's B, it's 20. 
that's a joke. There's not 20 different cats. There are 20 different subspecies of Khajiit, and they range from from Jizago to Jizago. So the the the, the thing is, um, they Bethesda they weren't lazy because can you imagine trying to animate 20 different subspecies for like the Khajiits? Like maybe. So why the didn't future. they just say there's one? <laughs> but if you why if you. If you play Elder Scrolls Online, I think they have all 20 subspecies. And it's so much that some of them appear, appear like household cats uh, that can talk. Some of them are literally like mountain lions and they can talk. Like they literally verge from like household cat to like man cat. But then they have oh. different variations as well. I don't like any of them. And I, I think like it's cats, so though. cool. I love it. I, I mean, I, I love lions though, so I'm kind of biased. I hate um, both of them. Argonians and Khajiit. Oh, I like Ugh. beast folk. I think no. They're cool. And I like how they're not just mindless monsters what did I like play, every Chris? other fantasy. Um, either Imperial or Breton. No. Or maybe Nord. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, was going to be one of the vanilla humans, Nord, wasn't it? Is Nord. Where am I? Skyrim. I'm going to play the Nord, the natives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't give you too much because uh, I always play as Bretons, who are oh. half elf, half human. So can't <laughs> have the best of both. Little spell cast. Pick one man. or the other. <laughs> um, but yeah. Spell anyway, <laughs> I mean, they are a lot smaller than Nords. That isn't. It's embarrassing in Skyrim because you're like two foot shorter than everyone, and you're like. Die. I don't know why I picked Nords though as well. I always found them they are cool. passive. The passives are so bad though. But also it's hilarious. In Skyrim, obviously you feel normal sized, but if you go back and play Oblivion and you pick Nords, you're like this giant eight foot tall man who's just like towering above everyone. Are you serious? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's hilarious. So meant to be bigger? Well, well, yeah, because Nords are huge. I didn't know that. They're the tallest. Humans, I wouldn't have picked they? them if they had been that. If you look at, if you, they're if you not find, vanilla if they're if tall. See, if you see a Nord in um, Oblivion, they're these tall giant. I've got to go Northern... and delete all my old Skyrim. I mean, <laughs> if, 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 start again. <laughs> I'd say the most vanilla characters are probably Imperials, Imperials or yeah. you could argue Bretons, but then they're oh. half elf. But the thing is, they're half elf, but they don't look like anything. Well, 2011 was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you could argue Nords are vanilla to Skyrim, to the Skyrim. Yeah, we'll region. go with that. We'll go with that. And if I play any others, so it'll be. Then you'd have to do, do whatever's vanilla. But if the next one's uh, red in Hammerfell, you'd have to play as a red guard, Bradley. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> They're all. Ugh. As long as I'm not a Khajiit. <laughs> well, to be fair, game. the next one's rumoured to be um, uh, High Rock. Rothgar in the litter box and um, uh, the Red Guard place, uh, Hammerfell. Um, so the next one's rumored to be three different provinces. Right. Um, so technically, you could either you could have the option of playing as an orc or a Breton because it's all three of their homelands because they're all in the same area. Might do Breton. Yeah, boy. Best. One. <laughs> best one. Um, but anyway. Back to the mm. quiz. So at the minute, are we all... Uh, you, you, you've got zero out of three so far, haven't we? Yeah. Both of you. Mm-hmm. Doing I'm well, proud. Lads. Doing well. I'm um, not a good fan okay. of Skyrim. <laughs> so four. During the original writing process of the Fallout franchise, what were the original imagined enemies? So option A, the Red Menace, Russia slash China. 
Uh, so this is for like the the, the, actual, ah, the actual proper setting because <laughs> there could be an argument made. Sorry, I dropped my phone. There could be an argument made that they are an antagonist, but they're an antagonist before the game, if that makes sense. Right. In the backstory, mm-hmm. not in the actual main story itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. B, an alien invasion slash and or futuristic dinosaur invasion or C, a terrifying clone army. What was number one? <laughs> um, so, so your options are <laughs> the options are the Red Menace, so Russia slash China. So they survived the nuclear apocalypse and they're the new bad guys. Um, option B, an alien invasion slash and or futuristic dinosaur invasion. That one. <laughs> or option C, a clone army. That one. The first one. B. Second one. B. I'll, I'll make it interesting and go A. Okay, so Jack is right. Of course, yes. So the dinosaurs always win. So, so originally, bizarrely, um, in one of the drafts, they went between an alien invasion or a futuristic dinosaur invasion. So they'd come from the past with like guns on them and stuff and invade. Wow. Um, uh, of course, I was going to lose. <laughs> and I don't know what they're smoking, but um, yeah, that's that's great. And obviously, if you know, they ended up going with super mutants. Uh, as the original bad guys, the Fallout series. But anyone oh, who they? is interested, I didn't know that. Yeah, the first game is about. Oh, it's nice. The like... first game you fight the master, and he is abducting loads of vaults and uh, turning all the vault dwellers into super mutants, and he forms a massive super mutant army. Um, and then you get sent out to get a water purifier for your vault. You wander out to get it. You go back to your vault, and half of them have been kidnapped. By the super <laughs> and you're like oh um and depending upon your choices and how quickly you play the game different things can happen so your entire vault can get wiped out if you just waste all your time oh that's that's weird for like that kind of game normally yeah, it's it, like i can go and do whatever i want and there's yeah, no consequences there's, there's, an, there's an internal timer that they don't tell you about oh that's built into the game um, so I guess a lot of people on their first playthrough is probably like, you get a message and it's like, and then it plays like a cutscene. So you, no, you, that's you, harsh. Can, you can spend like, um, you know, a certain amount of days, like just going on caravans and farming money. So, <laughs> so you could like just become like a bounty hunter. And then they're like, oh, the master has found your vault and enslaved them all. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, okay. So your last one is which of these famous real world wonders has been repli- replicated by Bethesda in Fallout 4? And your options are Stonehenge, the Sphinx of Egypt, or the Great Wall of China. Stonehenge. Uh, Again, said with confidence, but I don't know. It feels like it would be. I'm going to have to make you interested because you win otherwise. I'm going to go with the Great Wall of China. So Jack wins the quiz is Stonehenge. Yeah. Um, and of course. It it, it, so in Fallout 4, um, there is an unmarked area and they have recreated Stonehenge with cars, with destroyed cars. Ah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I knew um, that. And oh, I knew that. <laughs> I've played Fallout 4 <laughs> hundreds of times and uh, I, I'd never even noticed this. Uh, I've, Chris, I've never even played it and I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yeah, up today. So, Who's so, in the news, so, mate? Keep so up. I think Bradley is is uh, zero for five. And, yeah, but yeah. I got two of them. I just 
chose to make it yeah. interesting. Well, we, you were two for five then. <laughs> and uh, Jack is two for five. So Jack is uh, the mastermind of both the Elder Scrolls universe and the Fallout universe. Exactly. So if you have any yeah, questions... Test me, real fans. <laughs> Jack Todd Howard Cudmore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that was actually really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that little quiz. Mm. And, you know, it's always fun to, to do one if I haven't been here for a while. Yeah, of course. Um, but that's that's it. We got any closing thoughts this week? Closing I do. I have a closing Ooh, thought. Go I'm for keen. it. I, my closing thought is to say a massive congratulations to Bradley on his engagement that we didn't <laughs> know about. Um, that we didn't know about. That's made me so happy. But, Aww, um, thank but, you. but I mean, yeah. I, I've never I'm met sorry you didn't know. girlfriend. But just from what I've heard, congratulations. Of her, I really like her. So, Aww. congrats. Thank you. Well, she's not his girlfriend anymore. Get it right. Um, <laughs> found out so long ago. I just, I just, yeah, I just, that. I thought you knew. I just, <laughs> like, it, it was so long ago now. <laughs> to be fair, um, it's, it's in keeping with Bradley's character arc. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> character arc as a character human. Arc, yeah. Character arc of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations and uh, we'll you. see you next week. Yeah, Aww. right. See you later, guys. See you later. See you later.